It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And what a day for basketball in the state of West Virginia. Welcome to the final Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia of the 2017-2018 season. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, Joe Limble. Full house here with you on the campus of Marshall University in a state that is, uh, quite frankly, just uh, basketball crazy today. Celebrating in every way possible. (laughs) Absolutely. And, And as it should be, we've got a stacked show for you tonight. It's semifinal Friday at the Boys State Tournament. Uh, We already know five of the six teams that will be playing in state championship games tomorrow. We crowned three girls state champions last Saturday at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. And, well, we can't avoid it. The two Division I programs (laughs) in this state in in men's basketball won NCAA tournament games today and will play each other uh, Sunday in San Diego. San Diego, Diego, California. (laughs) In the East Region. In the East Region, yes. We took a vote today at the Civic Center. We think we ought to charter a couple planes and just bring them back to Charleston and let them play. So. I don't know if the basketball Friday night in West Virginia budget would take care of it, but we should just go out there. Maybe we could right? do one plane and we could just kind of put a partition between the two. <laughs> Partitions in a tournament? That sounds no. – oh, like no, that. that would work. never happen. By the way, they do that in Alaska for high school basketball. I learned that today. Wow. Nonetheless, basketball Friday night in West Virginia – Full deck for you tonight, and uh, we will hear from just about anybody who's had anything to do with basketball in the last week and over the course of the past year. It's just a spectacular night as we wrap up our celebration of high school basketball in the Mountain State with you from 9 until midnight. And we want to do a scoreboard, though. We know you're here for scores. It is semifinal Friday. Five games are in the books. One game is getting ready to get underway. Joe? I will let you give the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. All right. In a Class AA to start the semifinal Friday off this morning, it was the Chapmanville Regional Tigers knocking off the Winfield Generals by a score of 68-48 in that Class AA pairing. In the second game, it was Ravenswood, the Red Devils, knocking out the Tug Valley Panthers 64-48. In the third game of the morning session, it was Fairmont Senior scoring 99 points to knock off Philip Barber. The Colts went down by a score of 99-62. In the afternoon or evening session, University led the entire game right down to the final seconds. Martinsburg, the Bulldogs came back, knocked them off 48-45. So Martinsburg will move on to take on to the Appleman GW winner, and that game will be played later tonight. In the second game of this evening session, it was the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights knocking off the Trinity Christian Warriors 61-45. And that's uh, what we have so far from semifinal Friday at the Charleston Civic Center and the boys' West Virginia High School Basketball Tournament. And the boys' tournament again getting set for championship Saturday tomorrow. Still one game to go tonight. Thank you very much for that, Joe. And it was now almost a full week since the conclusion of the Girls' State Tournament. And uh, what, a, what a championship Saturday it was. Um, you had a spectacular – actually, all three games were very good. All three games had very distinct storylines in them. 
in the double A game, which st- started things off. North Marion wins the class double A state championship as the Huskies defeat Wyoming East. And, and what a ball game that was! Seventy-two sixty-two was the final in that game. The head coach of the Huskies is Mike Parrish. He is with us at the Charleston Civic Center right now. And, uh, Coach, congratulations on the Class AA State Championship. Appreciate it. Um, what, what a week it's been. I mean, uh, you, when you look back at that run into Charleston and through Charleston, I really felt like the quarterfinal and semifinal games, your team did not necessarily play to the level that it could. I thought championship Saturday they earned a title. Yeah, first first two games we didn't play well. Uh, struggled offensively, couldn't get shots to fall, and we knew going into that championship game that we had to put a complete game together, and that's what the girls did. Speaking of getting shots to fall, free throw shooting won you a state championship. 35 of 36 from the foul line. And, and Coach, I know you practice them. I know you have your girls practice them. There's, I, I, I highly doubt they shoot 97% in practice. No, we never shoot that high. And we shot free throws well all year. And uh, I think as a team, we shot 71%. And we had some games where we shot 26 for 30 and different things. But 35 for 36 in a championship game in that atmosphere with all the pressure, that's just it's hard to believe. Coach, this is Coach Marone. Congratulations on uh, the championship. And uh, I know uh, how hard you work and you work your program. Uh, you've uh, kind of been through this before when you all won the uh, AAA title there a couple years in a row, and then you've been building back up. How uh, gratifying is it for your kids and for you to, to really get to the top and knock off a Wyoming East team that was a formidable opponent as well? Yeah, Wyoming East has a great team, and it's great to be back on top. Uh, these girls playing now – we're in the stands watching those 9, 10, 11 teams, and I think those girls had a big effect on these girls getting involved in basketball and seeing what it t- took to build a program and continue to carry it on as where we've been. Coach, we had to ask you for a pronunciation last week. We'll have to do it again. Taylor Bonamici, hey. correct? Taylor, Taylor Bonamici. Hey, there we go. All right. <laughs> Got it on my first try. Yep. She went 21 yep. of 22 from the free throw line. And, and, Coach, we'll come back to you in just a second. Taylor is on the phone with us right now, and she joins us as well. And, uh, Taylor, congratulations on winning the Class AA State title. Thank you. 21 of 22 from the free throw line. Uh, just tell me about uh, how you were able to kind of keep your concentration. You go down the stretch in that game. Your team goes 20 of 20 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. All of them were necessary. You made them all. Tell me about that run. Well, I we practice it every day in practice and we're tired just like we are in games, so it was no different and I had to step up and knock them down. And, and Coach Parrish, Taylor goes uh, for 33 points and 12 rebounds in that championship game. And uh, again, you talked about what a, a great opponent Wyoming East was, and obviously your team came out to be superior that, that day, and she was a big part of it. All right, they're going through the lineups in Charleston. Uh, Coach Parrish, we'll talk with Taylor on this side. Coach Parrish, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's loud there right now. 
He must not yeah, be able he, to hear us. I, understand, I completely understand. It's so, loud in there. So, so, so let, let's just bring it back here, and we'll go. We'll, we'll talk with uh, Taylor Bonamici about this. Uh, Taylor, you know the, the caliber team you're playing in Wyoming East there, and uh, just tell me about the preparation going into that game. It's kind of a quick turnaround, a noon tip-off on Championship Saturday, and uh, your team, though, was, was ready to go in that basketball game. Well, the night before, after we won, we went right back to the hotel room and got something to eat and started watching film on them. We had their game against Lincoln, and we had a St. Joe's game, and we just we probably watched it for about an hour, and we just talked and figured out what we needed to do. And, and Taylor, I have to, to mention this, too. As a team, your team was only 15 of 55 from the field. That included 7 of 15 from three-point range. So in terms of two-point field goals, went 8 of 40. That's not usually going to win a title, but uh, still stuck with it. I know Emily Saunders is, a, is definitely a, a factor inside. She had a state championship game or a state tournament record, uh, 12 blocks in the game for Wyoming East in the, in the losing effort. Did she really affect the, the game plan for you of how to attack that basketball team? I mean, we knew she was going to get blocks because it was just going to happen. It was, and we couldn't change what we did, but we shot outside well that day, so it really helped make up for what she was taking away from us. And, Taylor, there was, a, there was an emotional moment in that game that we want to talk about as well. Uh, late in that ball game, uh, when it was in hand, you had a 10-point lead. Uh, Gabby Lapardis had, had been injured in the state quarterfinal win over Lincoln. Uh, she checks into the game. Uh, there's, there's kind of an agreement there to give a foul for each side, and um, Gabby ends up going to the free throw line, making two free throws, and um, getting to walk off the court with, with a great memory. That's a great show of sportsmanship on you and your team's part as well to help create that memory. Uh, just tell me from your perspective, just kind of seeing that and being a part of something that quite frankly, people who have watched state tournaments for years will never forget. Well, I mean, I've watched Gabby a lot, and I've always really liked her and how she played and always kind of looked up to her. And just being able to be on the floor with her was great. And just glad that we could do that for and send it out right. Taylor, this is Joe and that was an exciting game to watch, and it was pretty close even to right down to the end, and, and you guys kind of pulled it out there at the end. But what does a high school girls basketball team do to celebrate a state championship? Um, well, just the locker room, everyone's jumping around, screaming, just, and lots of pictures. <laughs> Taylor Bonamici of the North Marion Huskies, 33 points, 12 rebounds in the state championship as the Huskies defeat Wyoming East last week and win the AA state title. By the way, for folks listening at home, she's a sophomore, so you get to deal with that for a couple more years. Taylor, congratulations on the state championship and a spectacular run through Charleston and a championship game, which, like I said, will probably not be forgotten for many years. Thank you. All right, that's Taylor Bonamici of the Class AA Girls State Champion, North Marion Huskies. And Coach Marone, you've, you've been in situations that aren't necessarily traditional over the years. And the way that played out at the end, I mean, you want to celebrate the champion, North Marion. They earned it. 
the free throw shooting performance was stunning at any level of basketball that would include the NBA <laughs> and to still have that that moment uh, where Gabby Lapardis gets to go in gets to shoot two free throws and she makes them both because of course she does uh, for, <laughs> from Wyoming East in, in the loss I think everyone left there with at least an uplifting type of feeling yeah, and I think that's one of the things that uh, we all love about high school basketball, not to say that college and NBA couldn't take it to that level, but to do something like that on the biggest stage. I've seen some things similar to that in some smaller venues. Uh, you know, we were involved in one last year where we were playing a team that had a girl that had tore an ACL earlier in the year, and it was her senior night, and the coach got with me, and we worked out something and allowed her to score the first basket. But to do it on that stage and to be conscious about doing that, uh, Bill, I think shows a lot about the character of, uh, of both teams. But like Ryan said, North Marion really uh, shows their class it, there. It's all about heart, guys. And, and it's, it's heart that, uh, that you appreciate the work that young ladies in this case do and that, you know, unfortunate things happen, but you need to reward their work and because it's, it's a, as we all know basketball if you take it seriously it's a 12-month job and you know there's nothing wrong with uh, in special circumstances like that stepping up coaches players and uh, you know making a special arrangement you might want to call it and, and they did it on the fly because you don't yeah. know how that championship game is going to go and, and we, we talked we talked about it joe uh, i know you got to see a lot of these games last week north marion did not play its best basketball in the quarterfinal round quite frankly we all talked about how the controversy that came out of that that game for all intents and purposes against bluefield should have gone to overtime and north marion trailed through most of the game uh in the semifinal round frankfurt led for a big portion of that ball game led by 16 late in the third quarter and uh north marion ended on a 35 10 run Going into that title game, Wyoming East was playing better basketball. But, Joe, champions step up. Both teams were championship caliber, but North Marion made the most of its opportunity. You know, we talked about that on Press Row, how North Marion really struggled to get in that final game. And, and we even talked after the game, and we feel like maybe that the situation with Gabby Lapartis was the difference in that game. And, and fortunately, North Marion came out on top. And, you know, things happen, you know, beyond our control. And you just got to live with it the way things shake out. And we mentioned that Emily Saunders had 12 blocks, a state tournament record yep. in that game. She also, I believe, set the tournament, with uh, the duration tournament yeah. record. Yeah. Um, six foot five, every bit of it. I think she might be closer to six six now. Wingspan, incredible. And. Again, what impressed me most, we talked about this a little bit last week, she catches everything. She's completely coordinated, and she's skilled. That's why she's getting SEC looks. Yep, she can pass the ball. If you watch that game, uh, the semifinal with Wayne, uh, she's a a problem inside, and then when you start collapsing, she can find open people. That is special, and that's why she's getting special looks. I mean, mean, she just looks dominant out there because, I mean, she's just so much – bigger than the other girls, but to have skills to go along mm-hmm. with it, that is scary. She stepped out and shot the ball a couple of times, too. I mean, guys, talk about on, having on nightmares. A, on a personal <laughs> note, I just want to share this. She impressed me on that in that Wednesday game when Gabby went down. She went over and got on her knees and started praying. Wow. Yeah. And that, that just says a lot for a high school student. Right. Mm-hmm. And, again, Wyoming East is a first-class operation. Yes. North Marion is also a first-class operation. The Huskies win the girls' class AA state championship 
championship. Congratulations to them. Spectacular season. We're going to step aside, take our first break. When we come back, we will go to the Charleston Civic Center and we'll speak with Jordan Mounts, get a quick uh, update on the proceedings in Charleston here on semifinal Friday as we continue through basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We'll also talk to the head coach of the Class A Girls State Champions. That's all. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to the final edition of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Many places to listen and watch tonight. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Go to our affiliates page. Find a station nearest you. It's at the bottom at the, of the bottom of the uh, uh, basketballnight.com. You can watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. We're right there. Just click to watch. If you go to the RSN Sports Facebook page, we're on Facebook Live. Of course, if you want to watch us on Periscope, Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. And statewide, we're on Sudden Links, Network West Virginia and Huntington Region. We're on Comcast Channel 25. Thanks to everyone sending us in pics. And joining us on Twitter, our newest follower tonight, Brian Stacy, and also Sam. Sam says, I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. high school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling it is 9 19 on this basketball friday night in west virginia full house here inside the Network control of the Fast Break Sports Network. That sounds like a NASCAR racer, four wide. We're we're rolling around Talladega right now. That'd be a super speedway for four wide. Um, Nonetheless, not quite Daytona. They don't let them do that much anymore. But anyway, uh, here at at Marshall University, on the campus of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, we thank Marshall so much for its cooperation throughout the course of the 15 weeks that uh, they allow us to use the studio here. Uh, for three hours every Friday night and all the people who make that possible. We could not do this show without them. And before we uh, – go ahead. No, I, I, believe I, I was just going to say when I came into town, I figured there would be big parties in the streets this evening. You know? 
There yeah. were when I there, came there, in. There were. Hey, I must have me, came in the wrong way. Where I was, there was. Uh, <laughs> and believe me, it was it was a special day uh, here in Huntington because uh, many of us who for years uh, have followed the Marshall program and watched struggles uh, – it was like a dream come true. Right after the game finished, I actually walked over to the Charleston Town Center and I had my basketball Friday night shirt on with our Marshall logo. Right. And everybody's giving me the high fives and the thumbs they up. They thought you were on the staff. That's right. I don't know what they thought. But, uh, yeah, it was, I, I'm it was the one guy they left that not get, get to go to San Diego. I'm the one guy. Well, yeah. somebody had to say home. But, uh, you know, and, and to, to tie it all together, you've got Dan D'Antoni, a Mullins, West Virginia native, and a Marshall grad. You've got Bob Huggins, a WVU grad, a West Virginia native, uh, who, who won – basketball games in the NCAA tournament today and the players specifically for Marshall but now Logan Route for Cameron uh, from Cameron who uh, plays WVU had some very good minutes today as well but um, I'll tell you the 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 304 boys they call them uh, in Huntington really delivered and uh, John Elmore etc those guys are people we've covered yeah this was John Elmore's coming out party nationally today yeah i mean everybody regionally in conference u.s they knew all about john and people in west virginia knew about john but nationally this was his day and um, they're talking about him on the, all the networks and and on the, all the talk radios because of what happened uh but also good contributions although he'll go back and tell you he should have made more shots cj burks and certainly jared west some nice contributions as well and a freshman in his case, step it up and make him plays. Yeah, it was a year ago that Jared West was playing on semifinal Friday, exactly. yep. leading uh, Notre Dame to the Class A state championship. Yep. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later on tonight. And what a strange situation his dad is in right now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, his dad's uh, probably trying to get out to San Diego. <laughs> but, uh, again, um, uh, we'll go to Jordan in a moment just to get a report from Charleston. But, again, a week ago – the single-A girls' state championship game, and it was a surprise. I won't call it a shocker because I think that would be undoing of the job that Penn Kurtz and Willing Central did this year. Willing Central defeated Huntington St. Joe 67-62, and Penn Kurtz and Hannah White both are joining us on the program. Hannah White, by the way, had 18 points in that game. We'll, we'll talk with Hannah in a moment. First, we talked, though, with Penn Kurtz. And Coach Kurtz, it's been a week now, and uh, you've been in that championship situation before. That's nothing new. But to beat Huntington St. Joe, who has been a nemesis for your program, basically, over the past decade, that, that had to feel good because not only did you get a win, but you know you got a win over a very good basketball team. It, it felt great. Um, I, I, Huntington St. Joe has been a little bit of a nemesis, but we're actually now two and two against them in the finals. So I might be the only team that has a, a, at least a break-even record against them in the finals. And and coach, just uh, let, let's talk about going into that game. The girls who were seniors. Uh, who are seniors, they haven't graduated yet, are seniors, um, had played against St. Joe as freshmen. We talked about this a week ago, about how some of those girls were really ready to step up and uh, ready to go at them. And uh, quite frankly, uh, you have a very talented basketball team that stood up and, and punched and counterpunched with a very talented St. Joe team. And uh, just tell me about how those girls were able to 
uh, kind of take that motivation with them from four years ago, add it in with a couple of sophomores and underclassmen who made big plays as well, and making it add up to a win. Yes, Taylor, Taylor DePlag and Riley Bennington were both freshmen on that team that lost to St. Joe's by three, and they've been fueled by that for three seasons. Uh, we thought we might get a shot at them last year, but we kind of tripped up in the semifinals. But the day after that game, when we lost to Williamstown last year, they've been dedicated to getting back to the state tournament, getting to the finals, and, and then getting in a game against St. Joe's and showing them what we could do. Coaches Bill Cornwell, and uh, we, we talked to you earlier in the season, and uh, we talked a bit about the fact that uh, you'd done something very much that Shannon Lewis had done. You'd beefed up your schedule a little bit, and and how much did, did that help preparing for the state tournament, preparing to take on a St. Joe team, uh, just getting that uh, good, hardened competition throughout the season? I think it always helps to play good competition. It, it forces you to be at your best every night. And actually, we, we started in the summer. We went around the state and played anybody that we could play, um, looking for the best competition that we could have, and we carried that over into the season. And when it came time, when we talked before the game, uh, we told them that they'd been preparing for this since the first day of practice and that they were ready to handle this. And when they went out on the court, they took care of it. Coach, you, even, you, you, you won the battle of the boards, 32-31, um, I think that's an important thing because St. Joe is so much firepower, but perhaps even more impressive, just 13 turnovers against a team that is very good defensively, pressures the ball very well. Uh, I have to think that it takes a, a certain type of ball club to defeat a team that is the sound of St. Joe, and your strengths really kind of played into being able to do that. Good, because when we put all five of our starters can handle the ball. And, uh, you know, if you saw that game, Kaylee Rhineview, our, our center, was leading the break on a couple of those. But with Hannah White, uh, Taylor Duplaga, Riley Bennington, and Ian Gaynor, they, they can all handle the ball. So they don't get – they don't face that pressure. They don't get nervous about it. They just take care of the basketball. We did have a couple careless turnovers there in the fourth quarter, but for the most part, they handled the ball and they handled the pressure. And, and Coach, we're going to have uh... – Hannah White on here in in just a second, um, but I just want to get your take on how she played in that title game. Eighteen points, eight rebounds, four assists, and some of the things that don't show up are winning the battles for loose balls. And in, there was one in particular where she was able to get a half step out in front and ended up drawing a foul, and that ended up being a big play in that basketball game. That was a huge play. Usually we don't have Hannah up on the foul line, but for some reason we moved her up there, and she was able to get her hands on the ball. And and uh, when she got fouled, we had confidence because she doesn't miss too many free throws, and she drained two big ones in a very clutch situation. She's she's quite the player. She's stepped into our starting lineup and never looked back and led us in scoring in several games. It's a funny story, but I actually coached Hannah's mother um, years ago when I first start. Uh, started Heather Contragero. So Hannah's a lot like her mother. Uh, but uh, she she was amazing in that game. But you, you brought me to my final point before I let you go, before we bring on Hannah, is that uh, sure. there are three girls basketball coaches left in West Virginia who coached when the season was in the fall. Karen Miller, yes. who is at Pikeview. Then okay. there's you at Wheeling Central, and the gentleman 
Also on set with us, Coach Rick Marone of the Tulsa Lady Rebels. Now, I know Coach Miller's not old, but no, I'm just playing. But um, just, just, you know, I'll get your perspective on this real fast. How has the game changed, not only over time, but also just in the 21, 22 years now since the, the switch from fall to winter? Well, the fall, I always liked the fall. It was a shorter season. We had more college coaches come and watch us play. And we were the only game in town because football was on Friday nights and then girls' basketball was every other night of the week. So I enjoyed that part of it. But the game has grown. Uh, it's nice, actually, sometimes to come in the gym after the boys, watch the boys practice. It gets the girls a little fired up. And then the, the, the speed and the pace of the game has certainly changed since I started coaching. It's a much faster game. Uh, much more up and down, a lot more three-pointer shot. Um, it's 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 a lot more fun. Coach Penn Kurtz of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights, class single-A state champions. Coach Kurtz, we appreciate your time tonight. Congratulations on the title. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. And, Rick, I'll see you at the next meeting. All right, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Again, that's Penn Kurtz, head coach of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights. Before we go to break, let's go to Hannah White. She's a sophomore who was a big part of that championship for Wheeling Central. And Hannah has been so kind to hang in there with us tonight and joins us now on the program. And Hannah, congratulations on the state championship. Thank you so much. I know that's a team that um, I'm not sure specifically whom, if it's you or some of your teammates. I know they are very familiar uh, uh, with St. Joe and, and the girls who play in, in the AAU program that's associated with that school. And tell me how uh, you've been able to, you know, you go up against people that you're familiar with even though you're still three, four hours away and you play in the state title game, but you're not playing a team, quote, kind of, you know, you're not going blind into that game. Yeah, they weren't complete strangers. We... We thought about them all year, and they were our biggest competitors. And we knew it was going to be a game, and we really prepared for them, me and my team. And we know a lot of the girls because of from last year and just from AAU and things like that. And they are all great players, and they're a great team. And we had to prepare for them, and we were ready, though. So We, we talked about it with Coach Kurtz, that perhaps the key – moment in that game was that loose ball that again you were able to get a half step on uh, the St. Joe uh, player who was also going for the loose ball and by having position you were able to draw a foul make free throws just uh, talk to me about that that extra bit of hustle and being able to just be just quick enough to make a play that you know perhaps influence the outcome it was perfect timing. I saw that ball going there, and I just went for it. And like, I got it, and I was on the ground. It was a foul, and I was like, wow, it was just perfect. It worked out so well. 25-2 and two season, and I want to bring up uh, a game that you played. Uh, it was around the new year. Uh, your team traveled to Sissonville and lost. And, and Sissonville's a very good team, but that was kind of a, a loss that was a little bit surprising. It was also your last loss of the season. Uh, did that game sort of uh, kind of reset your team uh, maybe mentally and uh, kind of one of those situations where a, a loss kind of got your focus back and helped propel you through the rest of the season? Yeah, for sure. We didn't want to have any more losses after that game. That was a, 
tough game. They're a really good team also. And that was just when we lost one of our really good players because of her arm. And we had to even stick together as a team even more than we were before. So when we went down to the state tournament, we wanted to make sure that we didn't have any more losses. Hannah White, sophomore for Wheeling Central. The Maroon Knights won the Class Single-A Girls State Championship 67-62 over St. Joe last Saturday and a game that she nearly had a double-double, had 18 points to lead the way, also had eight rebounds. And again, Hannah White, also a sophomore. Hannah, thanks so much for joining us, and once again, congratulations on that Class Single-A State Championship. Thank you. All right, and we appreciate Hannah for Hanging in there with us. We've got to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll get you a quick scoreboard update. We'll also talk with Brad Knapper of the Chapmanville Regional Tigers. They are back to the AA State Championship game. We'll also have Drew Williamson. We've been looking forward to speaking to him for almost two months now. He's tough on the track down. But he's a busy person as well. We appreciate it. We'll have him and a scoreboard update when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. This is break two on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us on our final show tonight. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers. Many new followers here. Follow us on Twitter, of course, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Joining us this week, Ryan Stacy, Sam, Karen Boone, Catherine Potter, Kenna, Ryan Joshua Duty, Logos Zervos, Jer Hamilton, Kaylee King, Andy Liable, Jack Lees, Amiri Helm, Jack Faulkner, Jack Johnson, Low Key, Deborah Conover, Chillian Fox, Dan Moore, Alyssa Miller, Todd McDiff, Ashley Fox, Aubrey Payton, Josh, Alex, Thad, Nina Copley Hatfield, Jacob Davis, Maddie D, Lanny, Lester Sargent, T Page, Kayla Corey, Andy Runyon, Tri-State Storm, Karen Longwell, Stephanie Shalosky, Brandon Wickline, Zay, Rob Scheip, Rhea B, and Olivia. Thanks for becoming part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Also, we want you to join us. Our final poll question, of course, last week's question, should basketball games have been stopped during the teacher and service personnel work stoppage? And boy, we had A lot of people voted on that. 81% of you said no. This week's question, you've got lots of choices. Should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? You can say any reviewable play in any tournament game, only on a game deciding play at the end of the tournament, any reviewable play in a state tournament game, or only on a game deciding play or never. Vote in our poll with basketballnight.com. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to basketball Friday night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.35 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. We will talk with Brad Knapper and uh, Drew Williamson. Brad Knapper, the head coach of Chapmanville. Drew Williamson, senior guard, who had an outstanding game uh, earlier today. And we will do all that. 
I promise you, Jordan, we're going to get to you at the Charleston Civic Center, <laughs> and uh, we'll get an update from him on the game going on there right now. But first, we'll turn over to Coach Marone for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketballnight.com scoreboard from Semifinal Friday. Looking for scores, look no more. Let's go to the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum for the following results today, starting in AA. All these are semifinals. All the winners advance to the championship round tomorrow. The Chapmanville Tigers, 68-48 to 48 winners over Winfield. They will advance to the AA championship tomorrow. And their opponent, Fairmont Senior, the Bears continue to roll 99-62 over Phillip Barber. Fairmont's put up 98 and 99 in their two games so far in the state tournament. In Class A, Ravenswood, a much-anticipated matchup with Tug Valley, pulled away late. They win 64 to 48 over the Panthers. They'll be in the Class A championship, and their opponent, the Willing Central Knights. The Maroon Knights get a 61 to 45 win over Trinity in the other semifinal. And in Class AAA, we know who one of the finalists will be. Martinsburg comes back late, gets an exciting 48-45 win over University. And their opponent, yet to be determined, a battle going on in the Civic Center. GW leading Musselman 18-14. That game's still in the first half. at your Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard update. Thank you very much, Coach. And I just want to mention real fast, we'll talk more about this in a moment. University led Martinsburg 20-4. to with 40 seconds left in the first quarter. From that point on, Martinsburg outscored University 44-25. to Incredible turnaround and a big win for Martinsburg to reach the AAA state championship game. We'll talk much more about that in a moment. Right now, I want to go to Brad Knapper, head coach of the Chapmanville Regional Tigers, and uh, they get to the AA state title game for the second consecutive season. The 66-48 went over Winfield early this morning at 9.30. Coach Knapper, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, congratulations on being back to Championship Saturday. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Early morning start and a very tight game. It was tied at 14 after one quarter. It was tied at 25 at the half, and at one point, with about three minutes or so left, Winfield had, had trimmed the lead back down to five, but your team pulled away uh, down the stretch, and a lot of that was behind Drew Williamson, but also just an overall team effort to uh, get the win against Winfield this morning. Yeah, it was. It was. Drew, Drew carried us offensively for most of the game, I thought, and, and he was he was just phenomenal today. And uh, but, our, but our defense really stepped up, I thought, in the last three minutes when we were able to get several stops. And, and uh, you know, our, I, I thought our, our, uh, our having veteran guys who had been there before kind of showed in the last three or four minutes of the game in the fourth quarter. Coach, it's Joe Linville, and, and you and I talked earlier there at the Civic Center today about uh, uh, Obina Killen, uh, his defensive effort. He had, he had eight points offensively, but he also had eight block shots. Talk about the transition of your team after those block shots. Well, it just gets us out in transition. It makes it easier for us to, to, to get uh, easy baskets. Uh, it, it just seems like every time he blocks a shot, something good happens for us. Uh, we usually either get a run out or a or a three in transition. So, you know, that's a big part of what we do. And, and uh, you know, he done he, he does a really good job of, of, of doing that. And he also took a big charge tonight. So, uh, you know, he was he was really good in the second half. First half, I think he only played like four minutes. So, uh, but he stepped up in the second half along with uh, a lot of our guys. Uh, uh, Devin Collins made a huge shot. Dylan Smith made a huge shot, you know, in the fourth quarter. 
when we were on a run. So uh, it was a total team effort, even though Drew carried us offensively for most of the game. Coach Napier, it's Bill Cornwell. Uh, uh, it's really a, a challenge uh, getting scouting reports, uh, getting ready for opponents in the state tournament, but uh, it had to help that this wasn't really an unfamiliar opponent to you getting ready for Winfield. No, and it, it, it's probably why the game was a little bit low scoring, especially in the first half, because we do know each other really well, and and both teams kind of were. It was a defensive struggle for you know for three quarters really, and uh, we were able to you know you know get some buckets there in the fourth to kind of stretch it out. But it was a much closer game than what the final score says. It was a battle throughout. And Winfield, I thought, was just phenomenal on defense today. You know, they made us work for every everything we got, and, and they were really prepared. Yeah, that Winfield team is a very good basketball team, and and still for your team to be able to pull away for an eighteen point win to to not overlook them, um, obviously um, again they were good enough to win. If you had overlooked them, you didn't. But sixty six forty eight is the final that sets up the matchup. I think that everyone's been waiting to see for a year now. You get a shot at an undefeated Fairmont senior team. I know that championship game left a bad taste in the mouths of a lot of your players from a year ago when Fairmont Senior came back late and got a win in an excellent basketball game. Just as a fan, just a great game to watch. But um, this is a game that kind of everyone's been waiting for. There's a lot of pressure to get there. Now you're there. How, how are you feeling as you get ready for championship Saturday against a team that, I mean, they're beatable, but they're also perhaps historically good and undefeated Fairmont Senior. Yeah, they're they're just phenomenal. You know, they're probably as good as they were last year. They're probably better this year, and and uh, you know they are very very talented. And, and and our guys know what they got in front of them. You know, um, you know, and I think our guys will step up and and play one of their better games of the year. You know, um, they uh, you know, I, but win or lose, you know, these guys have had a great season. You know, both teams have been have been really good all season. I think, and and uh, hopefully it'll it'll live up to all the hype and, and you know it, it's our guys have had pressure you know on them all year to get back to this point and, and i told them uh, earlier after after our game this morning that you know now the pressure's off it's just go play you know and have fun well, coach snapper once again congratulations on reaching the double a state championship game high noon tomorrow chapmanville regional and fairmont senior part two after a <laughs> after a memorable game a year ago coach best of luck tomorrow Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, that's Coach Brad Knapper. And the player who helped get that team there was actually our standout athlete of the week all the way back on January 26th, Drew Williamson. Uh, unfortunately, we hadn't been able to get him uh, that night, but we have him now on the program. Drew, 33 points this morning, seven rebounds, um, and, and a game where points were, were very difficult to come by, at least early on in that game. Uh, you kind of put the team on your back down the stretch and let them back into the championship Saturday. Yeah, I knew uh, where we were struggling there for a little bit that I had to do something. Uh, you know, it's, it's my senior year, and I just I didn't really want to go out like that. So I just kind of told the guys, I was like, well, just give me the ball, and I'll try to do the best that I can. Drew, this is Joe Linville, and I've seen you play in a lot of games, but – I don't think I've seen you as relaxed as you were today. You were out there having a lot of fun, weren't you? Yeah, I was having I was having a whole lot of fun. Honestly, it, like at first, whenever I whenever I finally made my first shot, that's whenever I started feeling good. I was like, today's gonna be a good day. 
Tell us what you told uh, in the press conference, what the coach had you actually do when you got up this morning. Uh, first, first thing I did was uh, I got up and I went to his room and then uh, he gave me a, a bacon cheese biscuit. And uh, I ate it and he said, you know what you need to do? I was like, what? He's like, you need to go take your nice hot shower and just think about it. So I just went and took me a nice hot shower and thought about it. That was about 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Drew, uh, and this kind of goes back to kind of kind of summarize uh, your background. The Williamson name and athletics in, in the coal fields of West Virginia are synonymous, not just for the town of Williamson, which is completely separate, but your family as well. Um, your older brother, Paul Herbert Williamson, was a, a state champion at Logan. Your sister uh, led Marshall softball to the NCAA tournament in 2013. We don't have enough time to go through all the accolades, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, and, his dad. and your dad is Andy Paul Williamson, who was one of the best players or the best player to come out of Hearts, West Virginia, and Hearts Creek, and um, also played at Marshall in the 80s as well. And, and that can be a lot to live up to, but it can also be a very competitive household. I have to think that that helps a little bit. Oh, that helps a lot. That gives me the competitive edge and the drive that I need because everything in my house is competitive. I don't care if we're just out there who just see who can drive the most towels. Everybody in my house is competing to see who can drive, who can drive the most. Drew Williamson, uh, again, uh, back into the, the AA State Championship game tomorrow against Fairmont Senior. That's a team you're familiar with from last year. I know that game didn't end how you wanted it to. It's a chance at redemption against many of the same kids. That's an excellent team. You're an excellent team. Um, I, I've got to think this is just a very exciting time for you. Honestly, it, it's great. You know, I mean, I think the guys, I think all of us, we've had a little pressure getting back to the state championship. I mean, nothing against everybody else, but I, I knew Fairmont was going to be there waiting on us. If whoever came out of our side of the bracket and now that we're here, you know, we're, we're focused on seeing if we can compete with them and try to give them the best game that we can give them. Drew Williamson of the Chapmanville Regional Tigers, a senior. Many folks throughout the Region 4 will be happy to know that he is a senior. Again, they may attend graduation just to make sure. But, uh, Drew, again, congratulations on a great season at this point to reaching the AA State Championship, and we wish you and your teammates the best of luck tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, it's Drew Williamson of Chapmanville Regional. And, uh, guys, before we go to break, let's take a quick moment here. That, that's a young man who that family name carries so much. It, it carries some pressure. But And, and Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this to you. It also has a, the built-in advantage of I, I, I almost think he probably had to fight for food just to, as, <laughs> as a child because everything is so competitive. And it shows on the basketball court. And, and I think Drew is the kind of player that puts most of that pressure on himself. But to, like I said today, he just he was relaxed out on, on the court. And, I mean, he was just step-back jumpers and just hitting them left and right and had a great game with 33 points. And, Coach Marone, you, you've coached almost entire families <laughs> over the years. And sometimes, How many generations? I, mean, you, you, I, I, I didn't go generations. I got called old earlier, me and Penn Kurtz, and he looks a lot younger than I do. I, he does. Thanks, Joe. Wow, Joe. Slide right in there. But, uh, no, coaching, uh, you know, you, you, you can see that sometimes within, a, within the same family. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're right. I mean, all the way back to Andy Paul, which is back in, in my day, back in the day in the 80s. But uh, the competitive family and, and the way he's embraced it, fine young man, a great example of uh, hard work and, and not allowing that to overwhelm him because I've seen it work both ways. Sometimes the pressure is too much for the younger one, and then this is a case where he's used it to fuel his fire to go on to greater things. And, Bill, this is the A state championship game I think everyone thought we would get, and now we're here. Well, it is, but, uh, man, Chapmanville, they do have a really big-time challenge because basically Fairmont Sr. has been a sledgehammer uh, so far in Charleston. When you average 98.5 points a game in two games, that's a sledgehammer. These are kids that are familiar in the setting. They're familiar shooting in the setting, and um, – they're on a mission. They're very much on a mission to repeat. But matchups make games. And one thing that Chapmanville Regional has that, and no offense to anyone else, but Braxton County didn't have, and neither did Philip Barber today, is Obina Anachilli Killen to protect the rim. Six foot eight sophomore. He had eight block shots today. If he can alter shots around the basket, hey, Fairmont Senior yeah. beats you with jumpers. You tip your hat, shake their hand. Mm-hmm. But you make them beat you that way. And a yeah. year ago, he was a rough talent. He is getting more refined game by game, just getting better, stronger game by game. Scary talent right there. Have he, to remember to be 16 years old. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's probably one of the most improved players in the state from last yeah. season. Uh, We'll step aside right now, take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Scott Cousins, the head coach of the AAA Girls State Champion, Parkersburg Big Reds. What a game that was that came down to the wire. Mel Stevens is also with us. He's the head coach of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knight boys team as they will try to pull off the double. Their boys team will play for the state championship tomorrow. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us on Twitter. Some of our newest Twitter followers include Fred Vaughn, Candy, Ryan Stacy, Sam, Karen Boone, Catherine Potter. Welcome to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the voting results with you. This week's question, should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? And you've got five selections. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 1145 tonight to vote. Join us on the show. We'd like to hear from you toll-free, 855-784-6677. Congratulations goes out to Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby, Drew Williamson, who you just heard, Ashton Maxwell, Casey Henchman, Whitney Sampson, Cole Whited, Amy Beeman, and Kelsey Mintel. What they all have in common. They were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Later tonight, you'll hear from each one of them. They were our standout athletes of the week. 
Join us online, basketballnight.com. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. At hoops underscore roundup. Call the show. We want to hear from you. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. We are celebrating basketball in West Virginia here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, all with you tonight in studio. Jordan Mounts with us at the Charleston Civic Center. We'll get an update from Jordan on that George Washington Musselman game in a moment. I promise we've been teasing it for like an hour now, but uh, we will get that in a moment. But first, uh, one last look back at the girls' state tournament last week and the AAA state championship game between Parkersburg and Buchanan Upshur came right down to the wire. It was Parkersburg getting the win, 49-47, Scott Cousins is the head coach of the Big Reds. He joins us now on the program. And, Coach, congratulations on the AAA state championship. Coach Cousins, are you with us? Can you hear me? There we go. Got you now. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the the AAA state championship. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, As a ball game against a team that you were familiar with, a game that the first time it didn't go so well. What was the difference between the two games? I think just the growth of our team. You know, the first time Jeremy got us pretty good early in the season, and, you know, it was a kind of a transition period for us. The girls were learning me, even though the staff was still together. The staff was learning each other. Uh, they did a great job against us early in the year, but I, I think as the season went along, Somewhere about two thirds of the way, we kind of found ourselves and started to play some pretty good basketball. We carried over into the state tournament for us. Hey, coach, this is Joe Lindwell. I want to go back uh, the previous game to the, the the championship game. I tell you what, the game with your neighbors there, Parkersburg South, that was a heck of a ball game just to get to the final game. Oh, those are always wars. I mean, it 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 doesn't matter what one team has or the other. Those those games are always decided by. A play here, a play there. Those are just some incredible games to be part of. And, Coach, I do want to ask this as well. Um, 34 turnovers and you win. That's obviously the way Buchanan Upshur plays is to force those turnovers. I don't know if anybody would have told you, hey, Coach, you're going to turn it over 34 times, but don't worry, you're going to win, that you would have believed them. You know, we, we, it's hard to believe, but we averaged about 22 turnovers a game. So it wasn't like it's something we haven't fought through before, but 34 in a, in a state championship game, yeah, I wouldn't have felt very good if you told me that going in. <laughs> Coach, I thought a critical moment in that game was that, uh, when Maddie Mace was whistled for her fifth foul. Now, I'll say it. I won't put it on you. The official reported the wrong number mm-hmm. of the foul and she was nowhere near that play so that said that the wrong person was credited with the foul it ended up being her fifth that said that could have been something that really broke your team instead you were able to hold on and uh, be able to come out there with the win 
Tell me about that moment. Again, I'm not trying to put you in a bad situation there, but uh, tell me about that moment and your team overcoming it. You know, people make mistakes all the time in basketball. It's pretty fluid. You know, I'm sure Maddie got – she probably fouled somebody along the line and didn't get a call. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. But, you know, but that just talks a lot about our, our team and where we are, even though we're so young. It was the next man up. And uh, Maddie went over, and she wasn't happy. I mean, you, if you were there, you saw it. But she – she became a, a cheerleader on the bench. She kept everybody in it. You know, during timeout, she was telling all the kids, you know, hey, we've got this. We're not going to lose. We got this. She was coaching them up on the sideline. Just in, if you watch the replay, every time something we made a basket or made a play, she was the first one up off the bench cheering her teammates on. So, you know, she could have, a lot of kids could have done things, went over and pouted, things didn't go her way, whatever. But, you know, talks a lot about the leadership she has and, and, and the growth she's had this year just, you know, as a sophomore. It's pretty incredible. Outstanding season for the Big Reds' first state championship since 1996. Parkersburg, the Parkersburg Big Reds win the girls' state title. Coach Scott Cousins, congratulations on a spectacular season. And, uh, again, uh, uh, just a great job that, that your girls did of overcoming the turnovers, overcoming all the quote-unquote bad things to pick up a state title. Well, I appreciate it. It was, it was quite a year. We're, we're, we're still pretty excited over it. Uh, as you should be. Again, that's Scott Cousins, head coach of Parkersburg High School. Their girls win the AAA state championship over Buchanan Upshur. Uh, coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, just a little bit after the break, we will talk with Maddie Mace. Uh, she will join us. She's a, a sophomore. That seems to be the theme with Parkersburg. and uh, She was instrumental in that state championship game not necessarily in the conclusion as we just told you about but she really put her team in position to win and uh, did so all the way through the tournament we'll also talk with mel stevens and mick price they will be coaching against each other in the single a boys state title game tomorrow when wheeling central and ravenswood do battle we'll get an update from the civic center i promise when basketball friday night in west virginia continues after this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. Of course, you can listen on great radio stations to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP Ravenswood Ripley Knights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg 740 AM 106.5 FM Classic Hits 106 WHFI in Linside 106.7 FM 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 950 AM The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVLW and Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Hinton. 
the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQACLP, Edmond, Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. And of course, cable subscribers, if you have Suddenlink, you can find us statewide on Network West Virginia. And we're streaming our high-definition video on the RSN Sports Facebook page on Facebook Live. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the final show of the 17-18 season. Ryan Epling, Joe Wimble, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell, all with you. Uh, let's quickly do a Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard update. I'll handle the honors this time, guys. We'll, we'll let Bill do it at 1030, but I'll okay. handle this one. Double uh, A, which will play the championship game at noon tomorrow. Chapmanville defeats Winfield by a final of 66-48 to 48 was the final in that one. So the Tigers are back into the AA State Championship game. They will take on Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears 25-0 after defeating Philip Barber 99-62. Also in semifinal Friday action, Class Single A, Ravenswood avenges its only loss of the year the Red Devils, 26-1, after defeating Tug Valley, 64-48. They will take on Wheeling Central in the championship game. The Maroon Knights are 24-2. They defeat Trinity, 61-45. Triple A, Martinsburg is into championship Saturday, a 48-45. Come from behind win over number one seed, University. They will take on the winner of George Washington and Musselman. Right now, it is George Washington 27, Musselman 24. That game in the third quarter. We'll get an update from that one a little bit later on. Azure Marsh University Sports Journalism, BasketballNight.com scoreboard. We'll talk with Mel Stevens, head coach of the uh, Maroon Knights of Willing Central, and Mick Price, head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils, in just a moment. I want to go right back to Maddie Mace, who joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. She was a big part of Parkersburg's girls winning the, the Class AAA state championship last week, 49-47. And, and Maddie, let's just jump right into it. 14 points, 13 rebounds. One of two players to have a double-double for your basketball team. Uh, you knew it was a time to step up. Tell me how that feeling was of, of being able to come through and help lead your team to a title. Um, it was it was just incredible. We were so excited. We, came, we overcame so much adversity this year. And just to get there, nobody really thought that we could do it, but we all knew along, all along that we could do it. So it was awesome. All right, so we, we've established, and again, I'm not going to put you in this situation either. We've established that the foul was reported on the wrong one. That was your fifth foul. It fouled you out. I know it's a difficult way to go out, but that, that's the way it was. 
Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about uh, helping your team stay in it because that was a very crucial time in that basketball game, a game that wound up tied in the final 10 seconds before your team was able to pull it out. Um, well, I knew that if I would have had a bad attitude and would have sulked about it, then it would have affected my teammates because we're like a car and we have to run together to make everything work. And um, it was just, it was, um, I was just so excited. And I knew that we had it um, whenever Shay hit those three throws. And I was just like, okay, I don't know, we need to worry. We, we had it in the bag. Maddie, uh, your, your coach was with us a little while ago, talked about uh, uh, all the uh, turnovers that uh, Buchanan Upshur forced on you guys. But uh, knowing the competition you guys play in the Mountain State Athletic Conference, the styles that a lot of these teams play, uh, that's the kind of uh, competition that you see and the kind of defenses that you see in the MSAC. It sounds like you guys were kind of prepared for what you had dealing in that game. Oh, yeah, we were ready. I mean, like, every team we play always comes at us with 100% because, like, we're the big guys. Everybody wants to beat us because of um, who we are. And um, we're just – we were ready for it. And, yeah, our title, our um, travel to states was, like, hard. But every game that we played, 20, like, 26 games on the road, was to get us to this moment for, like, the state championship. Special moment for your ball club and for your program and, and one that – I know that you will never forget, and just a sophomore. Again, that's kind of the theme tonight of players who came through in the clutch. Maddie Mates, Parkersburg High School, Big Reds, Class AAA State Champions. Congratulations once again. Thank you so much. All right, and uh, again, Maddie, so so kind to join us there. And um, the maturity level, Coach Marone, you've coached kids of all ages basically over the years. So many years, Coach. But no, but, uh, that's gonna be the, uh, I can't joke about this too much because I, I, I age at the same rate. But nonetheless, uh, Coach, this is a situation where uh, you know we are seeing there was a great group of seniors this year, but that's not the end of the talent. The, the, the cycle continues. As you mentioned, almost every team that we've talked about tonight on the girls' side uh, they had key contributors that were underclassmen, so that bodes well for girls' basketball. And uh, we just touched a little bit earlier about the talent in the state of West Virginia. It's gotten to a national scale now. We talked about that a bit earlier. But the girls' side, it has been there for a while. There's a lot of great players that have come through West Virginia high school girls' basketball that are making their mark on the collegiate level. And I tell you, some of the ones you've talked to tonight, I think, are ones to keep an eye on for the future of the game because great seniors that have moved on at the end of this season, but it's in good hands with these sophomores and underclassmen. And, Joe, I know you saw it. Those kids are sophomore in class only. They're on the court. I mean, they blend right in. They lead. They step up when necessary. And that obviously – that's what it takes. It takes that. That's the formula for winning a state championship. It is. I don't know how many teams have talked over the last couple of days. You know, this is their second and third. You know, some of them even their fourth trip as seniors back to Charleston to play in the tournament. So that that just goes to show you the talent level across the state in, and through all classes, as you said. Yeah, exactly. And uh, certainly, uh, a lot of college coaches were in the stands last week, and you know that they they were starting to make some phone calls, make take some notes with all these sophomores out there who are talented, and give them a couple more years to develop. They're really going to be something special when they're seniors. Uh, you know who's having a fantastic. Fantastic season. I don't. I feel like we could say this every year. 
Wheeling Central, Maroon Knights, yeah. twenty-four and two, after defeating Trinity by a final of sixty-one forty-five in the Class Single A semifinals. Coach Mel Stevens joins us on the program. First off, Coach Stevens, thanks for hanging in there with us, and thanks for uh, thanks. Congratulations on uh, getting back into the Class Single A title game. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know it, it can be a, a long wait sometimes into the evening for uh, for those uh, semifinal games. I don't know if there's an advantage of playing the early session or the late session, but. Uh, nonetheless, uh, your, your thoughts on that? I think you've been through, uh, through both in the past. And, and does it really matter on semifinal Friday going into championship Saturday? I mean, I think it does. I think, you know, I think if you play the early one, I think that gives you a little bit more time to recover. And, you know, you get your game in, you can relax a little bit, go back and scout. You know, I mean, I think, you know, there's definitely a little bit of an advantage if you play that early session. Well, you had a big game today from Brent Price. He was almost perfect. Seven and nine from the floor. Three of three from three-point range, seven of eight from the free throw line, 24 points, four assists, and just one turnover. That's about as complete of a game as you could ask for. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's our point guard. He's our leader. Uh, him and Owen Gaynor, I mean, they do a great job for us. You know, and you know, this is our fourth trip down, and, you know, we've, we've come up short every year that they've been down there, so they're looking to, to try to go out, you know, with the W tomorrow. Coach, this is Joe Linville. Do you know a young man by the name of Chris Stevens by any chance? I sure do. Uh, <laughs> he he spoke. Uh, they actually asked him, you know, ask him how much you mentored him, you know, in his press conference today. And and I don't know if he actually told you this, but he actually broke down. He got very emotional, and uh, it was this very touching moment for him, uh, looking up to you as a dad and a coach and a mentor in his basketball coaching career as well. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I'm, um, I'm, his mom and I are extremely proud of him. I mean, he did a fantastic job down there this year, and, you know, we couldn't be more proud of him. And, I mean, you could tell, you know, that the kids respected him. They went out and played hard, and, you know, it was it was, it was was nice to see. I mean, we we were fortunate enough to, to tra- be able to travel down and watch their, uh, their, their regional game against Logan, and, you know, they played really well that night. And then we actually – we actually drove down Wednesday morning to watch their quarterfinal game, and then we drove back to Wheeling to get on the bus to come back down to Charleston. But it, uh, it's, it's a pretty special moment. I mean, he's a good kid, competitor, um, you know, and, I mean, I was fortunate enough to, to coach him coming up through it. And assistant coach when he, when he played at Central the two years they won it. But coming up through grade school, I was able to coach him. And, you know, he's just uh, he's a good kid, and he's a, he's a very good coach. Yeah, referencing Chris Stevens, head coach at uh, Winfield. Winfield, who had a, a, a again another spectacular season that that uh, ended this morning in the sem- in the single A semifinal or double A semifinal, excuse me, in Chapmanville Regional. But uh, coach, with with your ball club now, you, you look forward. You got Ravenswood tomorrow. Uh, the Red Devils have lost just one game. You've lost just two games. You've beaten John Glenn, Ohio. I want to put that in perspective. They're into a regional final in Ohio. That's a spectacular basketball team as well. Just trying to give a little perspective out there to uh, to how things were faring uh, with, through your schedule as well. And um, I think, you know, Tug Valley was playing really good basketball coming into the tournament, played really well in its opening round game, and Ravenswood handled them today. What did you see in that ball game? And you've got, you know, the the two teams that, that were able to separate themselves in Charleston playing for a title. You 
know, I mean, I'm very impressed with Ravenswood. I mean, you know, they're very well coached. Mick does a great job with those guys. And, you know, you can tell they've been together for a long time. I mean, just their chemistry on the floor, their willingness to share the ball and, and not care who gets the credit. Uh, and, they, you know, they're very solid, solid on the offensive end. They got, you know, all the kids can shoot the ball, all the kids can handle the ball. You know, and they're very solid on the defensive end. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a huge test for us tomorrow. I mean, but you know, we're looking forward to it. I mean, you know, kids. Uh, you know, you try to make them understand. You know, these opportunities don't come around all the time, and you know, they're they're fortunate to to have the opportunity, and you know, to to not take it lightly, really. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to get some rest tonight and, and be ready to go tomorrow. Approximately two. 30 to 15 start tomorrow with uh, Wheeling Central and Ravenswood in the Class A state title game. Uh, Coach Mel Stevens of the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights, thanks so much for joining us. Best wishes tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. And let's go right back to the phones. The other side of this equation in, the, in, in that matchup, Mick Price, head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils, joins us on the program. Coach Price, Familiar territory for your team back in the class single A now state title game after uh, appearing in the title game a year ago. Uh, I know you had a group of kids who were very much uh, wanting another opportunity. Now you've got another opportunity, different opponent, but still the same goal in mind. Yes, exactly right. First of all, it's good speaking with you guys and enjoy watching the show as much as I can. My favorite characters on your show is Bo. Anderson with his residential residential officiating stuff. So I really, I, I've wanted to call in a couple times and tell him it takes him longer to explain a rule than we get 45 seconds for a timeout. He's in Charleston if you can run him down. So. <laughs> run him over. He job. We've had we've actually had him on a couple games this year and. We've, you know, we've had him over the years, and he and his crew do a really nice job. And Bo's a great ambassador to the game of basketball, so always, uh, always good to see him. And, and coach, I, I want to point something out here. Isaiah Morgan is a kid who shoots over ninety percent from the free throw line. In your quarterfinal yeah. round game against Webster County, he was three of six, and that was kind yeah. of eye opening. So in the semifinal game. Today, he follows that up and, you know, he goes a, a, a nice round 15 of 15 from the free throw line. I have to think that was a little more what you're used to seeing. Well, exactly. And plus, he he was told after the game in the first round against Webster if he missed another foul shot, he had to run back to Sandyville. <laughs> he he, we're not used to we're not used to seeing him miss a foul shot. His is stunning, and for him to miss three, I can't ever remember that in his career. Him ever missing three in a row, ever. And uh, he's such a wonderful kid, great to coach. My gosh, uh, you know, you're talking about a straight A student, never made a B in his life. Yes sir, no sir, everything he does, and he works at it. I mean, there's a reason he's a good foul shooter. He works at it, and so uh, and as he does his whole game. So you know, it's real. We're blessed to have a kid like Isaiah to play for us at Ravenswood. Hey, Coach. Coach Marone here. Wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Uh, uh, last year, uh, getting to the finals and uh, and getting that close, uh, has the fire been fueled even more than normal? I know you guys played a high level. Your schedule is kind of unmatched, but I know your preparation's been pointing to this weekend. Does last year's experience play any part at all, or has it just been motivator to try and get back? Rick, good speaking to you, too. 
Hey, uh, one of the things that I these, a lot of these kids that was on this team last year. We lost. We had two seniors last year: Riley Heatherton, who's playing at the University of Charleston, and Hayden Mandrake, who was our point guard, who really made us go. And it's taken us a while this year for other kids to assume the roles that were left by the two seniors. I mean, it's hard to make up what a six-six guy can do to play inside and outside. And a point guard is quick and is a defensive specialist. And let us let us in charge is taken throughout the year. So it's taken this team a while to gel. But uh, I thought halfway, two-thirds through the season, they were starting to get an identity as exactly what their roles were, and I thought they really accepted and and bought into that, and they've really done a nice job. Uh, As to your question about whether it's motivation, well, it's always motivation. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the game tomorrow is the one we want to play in every year, not just this year or last year or whatever. And so, you know, that's always a motivation for the kids in this program, and I know that's a high standard, and you can't do it all the time, but we aim for that, and that's exactly what we want to do. And I think these kids that played last year, they understand, uh, you know, how good Notre Dame played that day. I mean, they played really good. As a matter of fact, one of their kids just won an NCAA tournament game today, the West kid. Mm-hmm. My gosh, and I had yeah. to get on him and told him, you're not doing a good enough job. And he's looking at the and says, Coach, did you watch a game? He says, did you watch a game today? <laughs> nah. <laughs> But, but you always have those situations. I mean, you're always going to have situations like that where the kids got to meet the opportunity that they're going to have in front of them. So, you know, our kids are pretty focused. You know, we know the task is daunting with Wheeling Central. They're a very good basketball program, not just a team this year, but they're a program, and they're going to be there every year. And uh, we have all the respect for Coach Stevens and the job that he has done uh, at the helm of Wheeling Central, and we know that they're uh, – really have a, a great basketball team. They've just waxed people uh, in the month of March. And, I, you know, we're next in line, and we got to make sure that we take care of business or we're going to be one of those that get waxed. Hey, Coach, Joe Linville, just quickly looking back at the game today, do you feel like you took Tug Valley out of their element? Oh, yeah, I, we had to. Tug Valley is a physical, very tough team. They love to play. That's that southern West Virginia basketball. If they get on a run, they're going to run you out of the gym. And, you know, they've always been like that. That area of the state, they thrive on that. And we knew when we played them down at Logan toward the end of January that there were situations that came in the game that we just didn't handle very well. And, you know, i got to credit my staff, Coach Brown, Coach Canterbury, Coach Wise, had cut film up, had shown the kids the different things. And I thought it was a big plus going into the game. And I thought our kids were much more focused and were a little better than we were at the end of January. And I thought that that really helped. But, you know, uh, Blake Bennett, my grandson, had the guard made today, and he's been on a roll. I mean, he is absolutely – I don't think he's hit the net in the last three weeks. And uh, he had a huge task, and he really made him work for the 12 that he got. And then the Blankenship kid got 12 on us. And, uh, you know, he had to step out and hit some threes, which, you know, we were going to allow to happen because the Davis kid's such a good player. And then inside, uh, Lane and Savage – I mean, they killed us at Logan. They absolutely just shoved us all over the place down there. So we had to do a better job. And I thought as we did that defensively and we could get up the court and spread out a little bit, I thought that really helped. And when we get to the foul line, like you say, when you get a guy like Isaiah Morgan going to the foul line, and every time you go up there, if you foul him, you're going to look up and you're down two more. That's a big plus. So, you know, we really tried to take them out of their game and make them do some other things. And I thought our kids accomplished that today. And that credit goes to them because they executed the game plan perfectly. Coach, we're tied on time. Uh, but a couple of quick notes I wanted to make about this this game in particular from today. One, a very much a punch-counterpunch type game in the third quarter. And then you were able to pull away in the fourth. I thought that uh, showed a really um, – 
a, a maturity uh, for your team to be able to do that. And second, I still remember, and I read this from a, a good buddy of ours who, who follows these games closely, there was a very good basketball game between Lenore Middle School and Ravenswood Middle School in 2014 yep. as a part of the Little General Shootout. <laughs> and a lot of those kids That's played correct. today. And a lot of those kids that was in my dressing room was reminded of the outcome of that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Rick Green, Rick Green, and Mark and Mark Catcher and I was doing a lot of the little general stuff, and and Rick and I still do that. And uh, we thought it'd be great if there could be a situation where there'd be a middle school like that. And boy, those kids were all excited about it. And it was it was a really good middle school game. So, yeah, these kids had faced each other in eighth grade. So it wasn't like they, uh, you know, hadn't known each other. Of course, we played tug for the last, last four years. So we all knew each other. There wasn't any secrets today. It was just a matter of you got to execute and you got to play great defense. And, and fortunately for us, we did. Coach, we love to promote basketball. And I, I got to tell you, your enthusiasm is very evident and clear and uh, I think, I mean, you can kind of inspire us to kind of up the energy here a little bit. I can tell, I can tell that you're ready to go, and it's going to be the longest – well, I won't say the longest of your life because you've been in these situations before, but I've got to think between now and 2.15, you're not going to sleep a whole lot tomorrow. Well, I don't know that we'll be the bed. We're still cutting up film in my office right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, we've got we've got to put a game plan in for the number one team in the state, and we got thirty minutes tomorrow to do it before we get on a bus and come to Charleston. Wow. Now, I don't know. You know, I'm not John Wooden. I wish I would. I wish I had all the answers, but I don't. But I'm telling you, it's going to be difficult to do. But we're going to work on it. And we're going to give it our best shot. And, uh, you know, hopefully our kids are home and in bed and they're resting and getting their legs because when you play, we had the three games uh, this year uh, back to back to back. And that's a difficult thing for kids. Uh, shooting's not quite as crisp on that Saturday. And, uh, you know, you play three games and your legs are going. So it's important to get your rest and to hydrate and to make sure that you're ready to play. And, um, you know, the adrenaline will take over for a while. But after that, man, it just goes, you got to have guts and you got to have heart. And that's what's going to, to get you through games like this and, and execute. Got to execute. 2.30 tomorrow, Ravenswood makes the trip down I-77 back to the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum to take on number one ranked William Central. Mick Price, head coach of the Ravenswood Red Devils. Thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. And uh, we could make this a regular thing next year. Thank you, fellas. I, I always appreciate it. And like I said, I think your show's great. And I think it's great for basketball in our state and uh, the promotion you do for it. Uh, unparalleled. Really appreciate what you do for basketball. Hey, we greatly appreciate that. And I've, I've got to say right back to him before we let him go here, his enthusiasm, his, he, he's an excellent ambassador of this game as Absolutely. well. Thanks so much, Coach McPrice of the Ravenswood Red Devils. Uh, right now, do we have Jordan, who we've left on hold forever? Let's quickly get an update of this Class AAA semifinal game. Jordan, you're going to have about 30 seconds to tell us what's going on there. <laughs> Guys, uh, right here here at uh, Charleston Civic Center. Uh, right now, we've got uh, George Washington and Musselman going on here. Uh, at the moment, we've got uh, George Washington leading the uh, Appleman, 44 to 39. Uh, George Washington went off on a little bit of a run uh, while got to about a 12-point lead. Musselman's trying to close the gap here uh, in the final minutes of the ball game. Jordan, thanks so much. We'll get an update with you again a little bit later on. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Dave Rogers, head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. They get set for the winner of that game tomorrow. 
And Dave Retton, the head coach of Fairmont Senior. The Polar Bears try to cap an undefeated season tomorrow against Chapmanville. Should be a spectacular game. We'll talk with both of those coaches and much more when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And thanks for joining us on our final show of the season. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage makes sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training, will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Once again, welcome tonight on our final show of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Don't forget, vote in this week's poll question, last poll question, should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? Go to basketballnight.com to vote in the poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It is 1025 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll talk with Dave Rogers, head coach of Martinsburg, in a moment. We're going to let him watch the conclusion of that George Washington-Musselman game. His team will take on the winner in the AAA State Championship game tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll get him on just a little bit. We apologize to him. We, we greatly thank him because we will talk with him uh, in just a few moments. We don't want to take him away from that. Um, we do know the opponent for Fairmont Senior, Dave Retton, and the Polar Bears take on Chapmanville Regional tomorrow at noon. High noon for that ball game. Perfect timing, right, for that showdown. <laughs> wild, wild ways. Yeah. And Coach Dave Retton joins us now on the program. And Coach Retton, first off, congratulations on getting your Polar Bears back to the AA title game. Coach Retton, can you hear us? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, there we go. Uh, Coach, once again, congratulations on a return trip to the AA championship game. Thank you. Uh, Your basketball team, and I know you still have one step to go, so you won't want to talk too much about this, but 25-0 and 
and a team that has a chance to be historically good, has a chance to complete an undefeated season, has only had one game within 10 points all season to this point. I mean, there's, there's still a hollow feeling if that doesn't end with a championship tomorrow. You know what? That's, for us, that's a distraction. You know, that's something that uh, uh, gets your mind, gets our minds off of what we want to accomplish. And that's not the one a championship. That's how to play, how, how we're going to set screens, how we're going to pass to the outside hand when we're in our set offense, uh, executing all the things that, that, you know, these kids have been working on all season long. Um, you know, because I think when you start looking at his history, and, and is history important? you dang right it is. It, it is. The legacy that these teams, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not talking about Fairmont Senior. I'm talking about, you know, the, the great teams that have played in the past. And I'm please, I'm not saying we are a great team. I'm just saying legacies are important. History is important. But uh, where I am tonight, where our kids will be tonight, or where they are tonight, and where we'll be tomorrow, it's not about, for us, it's not about making history. It's about playing 32 minutes, play-by-play, uh, moving forward to the next play, not looking back, and, uh, you know, just going and playing and trusting our teammates, trusting our coaching staff, trusting our system, not overanalyzing, not overthinking it, just going out and playing. And, uh, uh, you know, we're going to land some punches and we're going to miss some. And, you know, they're going to land some punches and they're going to miss some as well. So, you know, it's uh, who gets who gets the most punches in and, who lands the most. So that's, yeah, I think it's going to be an outstanding game. Coach, this is Joe Lambert, and I got to witness both your games there from Press Row and in Charleston. Uh, you averaged yes, 98.5 points. Uh, definitely an offensive team, but we talked a little bit today about your team as a defensive team as well. Well, if you would go and probably look at the end of the season, you know, points per game as far as what we gave up defensively. We we may have had one of the top, you know, look, the top lowest scoring defense defending teams in the state. And uh, you know, uh, it's people love offense. People love to see dunks. People love to see fast breaks. But you know what what we do on offense, it's always has always will always shall always. <laughs> and I don't know if that's really good English, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it will always be about defense, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll, we can we can have a a great defensive game tomorrow, and you know, see how that see how that unfolds. Hey, coach. Also, we were talking, and you may not be a coach that that even think about records. I know it, during your press conference, you wasn't even sure how you you and Chapmanville were ranked out, you know, throughout the season. But did you know what the uh, the total points? Uh, scoring is for double-A in a tournament game? Uh, I have no idea. It was 104, because we were almost starting to take bets on <laughs> over in the press area if, if you guys would, would break it or not. And and, and you could have very easily, uh, of course, you put you know some of your other players in and, and let them experience the Charleston Civic Center. And We were just wondering if you actually knew uh, what that point total record was for double-A. No, no, I did not. And You know, it's for us, it's more important to get our kids in there and give them experience and those our our second group they've they got the first group ready and one of the reasons why we're here and one of the reasons why those guys 
are doing the job that they do is because of how hard they're pushed every day. So, you know, those guys, you know, today, I mean, the expectations were, were for them to go in in the fourth quarter and compete, not to, you know, make another team look bad, but their job is to compete. They're, I mean, not job, but that's why they're playing. That's why they have a uniform, so they can compete and, and do their very best. And they did that, and we're very excited. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know one record I'm, uh, that I'm a part of, the worst uh, butt-whooping in state tournament history. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You, you know, you talk, I, had a, listen, I had a dear cousin of mine who passed away. His name was John Rett. He and a good friend of mine, a great friend of mine, named Fred Hetherington from Steubenville, Ohio, coaches at, at Big Red. They got me a plaque when Huntington beat me and our team, but it was more about me. They got a picture of a donkey's butt, not a picture. They got an actual plaque, and it had a donkey's rear end and hind legs. And it, I mean, they got it engraved to Coach Retton, the greatest. They said a, a bad word, but butt whooping yeah. in state tournament history, they had to score. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think about that often, and I laugh. And, uh, but that's, that's, that was my cousin, John Retton, got that for me. And so, yeah. I'm familiar with that record. The other records I'm not too familiar with, but I am familiar with that one. Coach, I was just going to say, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, those those boys that came off the bench, I saw a lot of talent and a lot of potential uh, amongst those young men as well. Oh, we're we're excited. We're excited about those kids, and they uh, they did a, a very very nice job today, and and uh, as well on uh, Wednesday. You know, here's the story. We're playing Huntington. We're playing Huntington. And all of my assistant coaches, that all year long, I mean, they've got O.J. Mayo first round, Patrick Patterson first round. So all year they said, you know, coach, change defenses, change personnel, change this, change this, do that, do that, all year long. So, you know, the game plan, the game plan that we had was thrown out the window the first 15 seconds of the game. So I turned around and I said, hey, guys, you got any suggestions? And they they didn't even respond. They didn't they didn't say coach, you know, do this, do that. So I'm I mean I'm taking I'm taking shots to my chest, my head, just getting my brain beat in and these guys, you know, they had they had nothing to say to me. Nothing to say. But um yeah, so yeah, I I do records, I, I know that record. Uh, coach Dave Retton of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears and uh, his team, uh, a very talented team. We don't have a lot of time, unfortunately, so I do want to go over this really quickly. Jalen Bridges, yes, 25 sir. points. Zion Dobbs, 20 points. Tavion Horton, 12 points. But all of those guys played, you know, under 25 minutes, basically basically three quarters or less from those guys. And uh, you've been you've been waiting to play Chapmanville. I mean, Chapmanville was a team that you had to come back from 10 points behind to win your second consecutive AA title a year ago. Uh, you were able to do so. Uh, you know, we've talked with Coach Napper. He says you're better than what you were a year ago. Uh, they feel that they're as good or better than what they were a year ago. This, this is a great matchup. And, and, and I, hate to, I hate to over-speak this, but your team had 60 points in the paint in this game. Uh, tonight, I know a lot of that uh, comes from uh, fast breaks and so forth off of off of your defense and, and drives through the basket. But at the same time, they have a rim protector, and that kind of makes them a little bit different than what the other teams that you have faced in the state tournament so far have had. Yes, they they certainly do. 
and we have the utmost respect. It's 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 a really interesting because I feel the same about his team. I feel that they have improved tremendously, and they were really good last year. I feel they've they've really improved, and I also feel the same about us. You know that we've really improved. They have a rim protector. He's agile. He's got great length. You know we I say we have some experience because playing the kid from North Marion who's six nine. Uh, he's wide, certainly a wider, bigger body. Um, you know what that means tomorrow. I I, I couldn't tell you, but. Uh, Certainly, they, they he's he is a presence inside. Certainly, a, a, a big presence for them inside. Coach Dave Rutt of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. Thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck tomorrow in the Class AA state title game at noon against Chapmanville Regional, going for three straight. You know, thank you so much. And what you guys said about Mick Price was uh, spot on. I mean, there there are so many guys in West Virginia that do a lot, not only for their programs and their kids, but other kids and other programs and just basketball in general and you guys were spot on when you said he's he's an ambassador of the game and uh we're we are blessed to have mick in our state not only is he a great coach great person but uh just he he represents basketball and and uh i just you know i just wanted to say what you guys said about him was was spot on and Coach, we greatly appreciate that. You, too, serve as a great ambassador to basketball in this state with the success you've had and also the work you do uh, beyond what people see on, on the bench. Dave Retton is the head coach of the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. We'll, we're going to have to go to Jordan Mounts right now. That AAA semifinal game has ended. Uh, Jordan, uh, we've got, again, another short time here, uh, but we do know our AAA state championship matchup now. Yeah, your AAA state championship matchup is going to be the George Washington Patriots taking on the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Guys, great game to watch. Uh, that run that George Washington went on there uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter at the end of, and at the end of the third quarter turned out to be the difference. The Appleman just couldn't make it up. Well, jo- Jordan, thanks so much. We will get more from you in a moment. And we're, 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 we've got to take a break. I've got to take a break right now. When we come back, we will talk with Jared West, who had an outstanding game today as the Marshall Thundering Herd uh, won its opening round game in the NCAA tournament. First time it's ever won an NCAA tournament game. And this time a year ago, he was in Charleston uh, getting uh, Notre Dame to a single-A's title. And we're trying to get another guest, too, to go with that. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. There's no better place to be than right here. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. Takes just one click to watch. Many places that you can watch Basketball Friday Night. Here's some places that you can watch our high-definition video. As we mentioned, go to BasketballNight.com, and that'll let you watch it on YouTube. We're also on Facebook Live. Go to RSN Sports Facebook page. You can watch us on Facebook Live. If you're on Twitter, we're on Periscope. Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. If you've got Suddenlink, you're a cable subscriber in West Virginia, you have Suddenlink. We're on Network West Virginia statewide. 
We want to thank everyone that has sent pictures to us. If you're watching our stream right now, we have pictures of games, fans, coaches, and we appreciate all year long that you sent them to us so we can make that part of our show. Thank you for being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. And a shout-out to some of our newest family members, including Sam, Ryan Stacy, Karen Boone, Candy, of course, Fred Vaughn, Ryan Joshua Duty, J.R. Hamilton, Logo Zervos, Kylie King, J.R. Hamilton, Andy Leibold, Jack Lee, Zamira Helm. They've all joined Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling one year ago he was leading notre dame to a class single a state championship that included a win on this semifinal friday night tonight he is in san diego california where the marshall thundering herd defeated Wichita State in the NCAA tournament today, and he had a couple of very important plays in that game. Jared West joins us now on the program, and uh, Jared, first off, wow, congratulations on that win today. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight, man. Uh, one year ago, you were in Charleston. I know a lot of the folks there are, are, are experiencing that now, and I mean, I know it's a different setting playing in the NCAA tournament and the, the, the stage is different. Did the state tournament in any way prepare you for what you are a part of right now? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, a, it's obviously uh, similar as far as, you know, everybody wants to play in the NCAA tournament. Everybody wants to play in the state tournament, but obviously, like you said, the stage is a lot different. Um, NCAA tournament, that's the national stage. You're on TV. Everybody is uh, watching you at your every move, your every play. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, I think the state tournament helped me just as far as, you know, trying to not be uh, be starstruck in the light and, you know, trying to not be uh, nervous and anxious to play and stuff and rather just to be calm, cool, and collected and be able to play at a high level. So many of your teammates have made an impact, quite frankly, not only throughout the state of West Virginia, but in Charleston, in the state tournament in years past. You talk about C.J. Burks at Hedgesville, John Elmore from George Washington, uh, Rondell Watson, who had success at Greenbrier East. Um, Do the 304 boys have a, have a little bit of a bond there? For sure. Um, I think that brings us all together even more, not knowing that we're all from West Virginia. I think that uh, that allows us to play the chip on our shoulder and gives us even more of an edge to compete because we just want to show everybody in the country that players from West Virginia can play. And uh, I think our state gets a lot of uh, – you know, I think they get they, – they don't get recognized nearly as much as they should because uh, we have a lot of great players. and I don't think we get talked about enough to be honest so i think that just helps us even come together more and i think it uh allows us to play the chip on our shoulder and makes us want to just prove a lot of people wrong 
four steals today and, and two that were very, very timely late in that ball game. And one of them, Jared, it, it kind of, it, it, in many ways, it seemed like, and I'll quote this in my own just quote, the most martial thing ever. Uh, you had a breakaway for a layup. They were actually backing off, but you had a layup blocked earlier. So I think you thought someone was coming. You circled out around. You find John Elmore, who hits a three. Yeah, that was uh, that's actually what was going through my mind. I just got blocked a few plays before after I got a steal. And, uh, you know, I couldn't really tell where the guy was behind me. I didn't want to look behind me. But I couldn't, I couldn't tell where he was. I couldn't feel him. So I just circled around because I thought it was a safer play. But it turned out I probably should just lay the ball up. But, you know, uh, it came out good because, well, first of all, three is worth more than two. John hit a big three for us. And, uh, you know, I think that that was just a huge play in the game. I think everybody was, you know, Jared, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You know, but I think it worked out for us. I think it worked out for us in the end because John was able to get a three. And like I said, three is worth more than two, so we'll take it. Jared, this is Bill Cornwell, and I know you guys just uh, after the game had to be uh, – Getting on your phones and checking Twitter and everything, and uh, what was your your uh, yours and your teammates' impressions of maybe some of the scenes back here in Huntington and in West Virginia? The reaction of you guys beating Wichita State. Well, um, all of our phones were blown up. I mean, <laughs> shoot, I, I didn't even want to check my phone. I just saw a bunch of notifications, and I was just like, "Crap!" I just want to throw it away right now. <laughs> but, you know, just looking at text and you know Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, man. Uh, it's honestly just amazing what we're going through right now. Uh, it's really a blessing. It's a great experience, but it, just, it also goes to show how good the fans are in Huntington. How how blessed we are to have those fans at Marshall because they supported us all season long. They've been behind us all all along, and they they stuck with us this whole journey. And uh, you know they're still supporting us. So they're talking about us all the time, but. You know, it's just a great experience. I'm glad we're able to get through it. Hey, Jerry, this is Joe Linville. Uh, I got to watch the end of your game there. I was in Charleston at the uh, basketball tournament. But it uh, seemed like you had a good good crowd there, not only the Marshall fans, but it sounded like a lot of the West Virginia fans uh, were cheering for the, the herd as well. Uh, yeah, it was a very good fan base, actually. You know, San Diego State's a really nice gym. It's a pretty big gym. And uh, but I, I, our crowd it, it traveled really well, and it, I think it carried us for for most of the game, to be honest. But also, yeah, West Virginia coming in to play after us, and I think their fans were sitting in the stands. And uh, you know, I just think that made the atmosphere even that much better. You know, Murray State fans are piling, and West Virginia fans are piling, and our fans, Wichita State fans, are already in there. So I think that just made the atmosphere that much better for uh, NCAA March Madness game. Jared West, a year ago, led Notre Dame to the Class A state championship. Now, starting point guard for the Marshall Thundering Herd. They will take on West Virginia in the round of 32 Sunday. Uh, so many so many ties to that. We thank you so much, Jared, for joining us, and congratulations on that win today. Uh, thanks again, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Good luck. Uh, all right. Again, that's Jared West. And we didn't even get to talk about the, the tie-in with his dad. We'll do much more of that. Uh, in a moment. Right now, let's go back to the phone lines. Fred Persinger from Metro News. He has covered the high school state basketball tournament. Uh, he is the voice of, of the high school state basketball tournament, quite frankly. And 
Uh, Fred, we now have our matchups for championship Saturday and uh, should be three outstanding games. I know that the you know you start with the double-A game, storylines there, rematch from a year ago between two teams whose coaches both say have improved. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, you know, when you look at Chapmanville, I mean, you got a kid like Drew Williamson. He had 33 points early this morning, and their win over Winfield. And uh, he can make any team better. I don't think there's any question there. I talked personally with Brad Napier, and he said exactly the same thing. He said, I know my team is better. And he said, I've watched them, and, and I definitely know that Fairmont Sr. is better. Kids like, you know, Jalen Bridges had 25 earlier today as well. But, uh, you know, you go back to last year, and in that ball game, uh, Chapmanville led for a large part of that game. They were leading in the fourth quarter, and then uh, Fairmont Sr. came back and won by five. So I expect a very good ball game tomorrow at High Noon. Well, not to put you on the spot, but this is an undefeated Fairmont senior team that's had one game within 10 points all season. Fair, uh, Polka, two years ago, had its undefeated team. Um, we're talking about a potentially historic caliber Fairmont senior team. Yeah, I think you're right. And, I mean, Dave Breton's had so many good teams over the years. So many great players have come through that program. And uh, when you look at the ball club this year that he's put together – I mean, think about this, guys. He has three of the starting five that will be back next year. So he's going to be good again. And I understand he's got a couple of ninth graders that are very, very good. So, uh, you know, look for that program just to continue doing what they've been doing. Uh, Chapmanville and Brad Napier, I mean, they know that this is their best chance coming up tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be tough. Two things are tough. Very tough to go undefeated and win a state championship. You don't see it too often. Uh, but also tough is the fact that if you got a Chapmanville ball club that's coming after you and they come at you for the last couple of years, then you got to play your best game. I expect both teams to play their A game tomorrow, and we'll tip it off uh, at noon and see what happens. And then at 2.30, the single-A title game, Wheeling Central taking on Ravenswood. Those two teams have a combined three losses. By the way, the first game, you have a combined one loss. second game, you have a combined three losses. These teams are winning basketball games. They're very good. They've definitely earned their spot, and they should create a, a compelling matchup. Yeah, I, I think it will. Ravenswood, of course, uh, lost one game this year, and then they avenged that loss earlier today when they knocked off Tug Valley. Isaiah Morgan, 31 points. He was 15 of 15 from the free throw line in that game this morning against Tug Valley that Ravenswood won by 16 points. Now, Ravenswood, and I don't know if you guys have watched Isaiah play very much, he shoots one-handed. I mean, he just balances the ball with the right hand and he flips it up. He doesn't put the left hand on it. You don't see that too often. Uh, We saw a young lady from Parkersburg South in the girls' tournament last week do the same thing. Uh, It's something that you certainly don't teach, but when they're as good at it as those two kids are, then you just leave them alone. Don't try and change anything. But, um, Ravenswood, uh, Mick Price talked with him earlier. He said, hey, I know we've got our hands full. No one really, really expects us to win because Wheeling Central is such a disciplined ball club. Brent Price and company, Brent had 24 tonight in their win over Trinity. Trinity's got a good ball club, but uh, that was a 16-point win tonight for Wheeling Central Catholic. And uh, I think uh, Mel Stevens does such a great job. These kids, so they know where to be on the floor and they talk a lot, which is very important in high school basketball when you're playing the game in an atmosphere such as the Civic Center Coliseum provides. So uh, I'm like you guys. I think it's going to be a really, really good ball game. It's uh, you know a number one seed against a number two seed, and that's what you'd expect. 
Well, AAA, we, we felt Fred going in was wide open. And in many ways, that's sort of bared out as it's going to be number three versus number four for the state championship. George Washington take, will take on Martinsburg tomorrow night in the final basketball game of the season in the state of West Virginia in, in, in high school. And uh, George Washington may be a, an under-the-radar 22-3 and three type team as a three seed, but uh, wow, what a balanced field that was, and that has created some great games over the course of the last three days. Yeah, you're right. I, I said personally coming in, anyone of the top eight could win it, and I felt strongly about that. I, I figured that um, Morgantown was getting closer every time they played university, and uh, uh, then all of a sudden university plays one of their better games, I think, of the year. Uh, the game that certainly surprised me, and I don't think there's any secret there, was tonight when Martinsburg beat University. I thought University uh, would get by the Bulldogs and be in the championship game tomorrow night. But Dave Rogers' crew, I mean, they just know how to win when they get to Charleston some years. And other years they get knocked out in the first round, act like they've never been here before. And This is their 39th visit to the state basketball tournament. So congratulations to the Bulldogs. They've got a lot of firepower. Uh, they'll face a very disciplined ball club tomorrow night in George Washington. George Washington did not shoot the ball well at all tonight in a game that just ended here. I mean, they win by seven over a very spunky Muscleman ball club that had six foot eight Jake Stevens on on the floor. But some way, and uh, here's the deal with with GW tonight: they had one turnover at halftime. They ended the game with six turnovers, and in a Class AAA ball club. Uh, to have just six turnovers in the game where it's up and down the floor, that's an amazing stat. And that's, to me, how they won the game. Uh, they got some good performances tonight from Bunky Brown, had 13 points and nine rebounds. Uh, certainly Judd Phillips plays extremely well. I thought Anthony Clinton did a great job on guarding Jake Stevens and giving away about six inches to the kid. But uh, a, a good overall balanced performance tonight with George Washington, and that's why they're in the title game tomorrow night against Martinsburg. That game... Might not be a high scoring affair, but that ball game will be closely contested. And yeah, we, Fred uh, Purser, Metro News, thanks so much for joining us. Should be a great championship Saturday. For the last two weeks, I know the work hours you've been get some rest, Fred. Yeah, we're going to try. We got yeah three weeks. We did the MEC, we did the girls. Now we're wrapping up the boys with three title games tomorrow. But it, it's a fun time of the year. You know, I may sleep for a while on Sunday, get up in time to watch. Uh, West Virginia and Marshall. <laughs> there you go. Fred Purse here at Metro News. Thanks so much for joining us. We've got to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will get you set for the AAA State Championship game. We'll also talk with Dave Rogers, head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Congratulations goes out to Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Bees, Jacob Clark, Riverside Warriors, Cole Honaker, Shady Springs Tigers, Sydney Nestor, Tucker County Mountain Lions, Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Red Devils, Deja Busby. Sherman Tide, Drew Williamson from the Chapmanville Tigers, Ashton Maxwell, the Buck Hannon Upshur, Lady Bucks, Casey Hinchman, Spring Valley Timberwolves, Whitney Sampson, Wayne Pioneers, Cole Whited, Philip Barber Colts, Abby Beeman, 
Frankfurt Falcons and Kelsey Mindell from the Cameron Lady Dragons. What they have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Each week, we considered nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Congratulations goes out to all of our standout athletes of the week. You can find out more about each one of them by going to basketballnight.com and you can read a story about each one of our standout athletes of the week. Don't forget, you've got time left to vote in this week's poll. This week's question, should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. You've got until 1145 tonight, and the poll question is on the right-hand side of the page. Shout-out tonight to Candy, Lancelot, Sam, Karen Boone, Catherine Potter, Kenna, High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Gang's all here on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. On a spectacular Friday night, a spectacular day of basketball in the Mountain State. We'll talk with Dave Rogers after the break. Uh, I know that last we, we we ran a couple of segments run, have run a little bit long, and we're almost up against a hard break. Um, Joe, uh, this has been a spectacular boys basketball tournament, though all the way through. I thought, ironically, the morning session games may have been closer than the final score appeared on, on, in, in a couple of instances, maybe even all three instances. Well, in a couple of instances in, in, in this morning, this evening's games though were all very very, very competitive. Yeah, the. Uh the, the Chapmanville game this morning, the, the the game right off the bat was a good game. I mean, Winfield actually hung in that game till late, and Chapmanville didn't break it open until in the fourth quarter. And uh, my hat's off to the students and the fans from Winfield. Man, they had the whole end of the Civic Center in green, and they were there in force. So my hat's off to them for that. So, But, but also I want to mention that maybe a team that, that – ran into a brick wall, and that was Braxton County. They were actually a pretty good team, but they just, like I said, run into a brick wall when they face Fairmont. Yeah, a lot of teams have, have encountered <laughs> Fairmont Seniors here. We'll tell you, yes, it felt like hitting a brick wall. When we come back, we will talk with Dave Rogers, head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. They get ready for the Class AAA State Championship game tomorrow night against George Washington. We will have that and much, much more. Final hour of the season. Oh, no. Coming up, this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia this season, including 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville. 
Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 9.50 a.m. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 a.m. WVLW in Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund. Beckley, Tune for You, Yap Radio 101.7 FM, WYATLP in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. We also want to thank Suddenlink, carrying us on Network West Virginia statewide all season long, and also RSN Sports, carrying us on their Facebook page on Facebook Live. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Final hour of the season, gentlemen, on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, episode 15 of season 5. This season has... Postgraduate year. This season has (laughs) flown by. I mean, this... This has gone faster than I think any of the seasons. Of course, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but you just never know. Um, we we got to keep going here because I don't want to keep anybody waiting. Um, the AAA state championship game will be tomorrow night between George Washington and Martinsburg. We have Coach Rick Green of George Washington. We will talk with him in just a moment. He's been so kind of hanging there with us at the at the Charleston Civic Center. Dave Rogers from Martinsburg joins us now on the program. And Coach Rogers, first off, congratulations on getting your Bulldogs back to the AAA state championship game. Well, thank you very much. It's, uh, we're happy to be here. Well, dug yourself a little bit of a hole today. Pardon me? I said dug yourself a little bit of a hole there, down 20 to 4 early on. And, um, you know, make it interesting, right? <laughs> Well, by golly, I'm going to tell you what, we played a pretty good basketball team. They're the number one team in the state, and uh, they did a uh, they did, uh, they did did a great job, and uh, we just kind of hung in there and hung around. And, Coach, you, you were able to hold Caden Matheny to just 2 of 12 from the field. That's a young man who is one of the elite scorers in West Virginia. And uh, what were you able to do defensively to limit his looks? Well, he, you know, he is. He's an outstanding player, and you can tell he's worked very hard on his game. And I thought our little point guard, Gerard Bowie, who was a sophomore also, uh, did a good job on him defensively. And he had a lot of help from his um, his uh, 
buddies that uh, if he have to break loose, we were we're helping. So, you, you, when you have great players like that, you have to you have to do some special things to make sure you you hold them down a little bit. But I'm not sure it's what we did. He just maybe had an off night, but he is a great player. Hey, Coach, this is Joe Linville, and, and looking over the stats, uh, the comparison stats, you guys were pretty even, but one stat that really jumped out was se- second chance points. You guys were uh, 19, and your opponents was only 8. Talk about that just a little bit. Well, you know, I tell you what, you can, you can make a game plan, and you can do a lot of things but you need to make sure that you get loose balls and that you rebound. I, we've been down here so many times, and and it's uh, it's the make sure that you uh, that you make sure that you get those loose balls and and you do a good job because it's uh, it's a tough thing. Your team is twenty two and five, and we'll play George Washington tomorrow night in the championship game. I know you got a chance to watch the Patriots in their game with Musselman, a team that you're very familiar with as well. Um, your thoughts on on what you saw in that game and what was kind of a defensive slugfest. Well, it was. I tell you what, you know, we played Muslim three times. We were two and one against him. And with Jake Stevens at six eight, six nine in the middle, when he puts his hands up, he he changes and uh, uh, a lot of your shots and the things you think you're going to do when you get in there, it's, it doesn't work that way. I thought uh, GW did a, a great job, and I thought they rebounded the ball well, and, and they take the ball to the to the hole pretty nice. So it's. Uh, it's going to be a great game, we hope, tomorrow night. 7-15 tomorrow night. It'll be George Washington taking on Martinsburg in the Class AAA State Championship game. Dave Rogers, head coach of the Bulldogs, thanks so much for joining us. I know we, we kind of had you on hold there for a long time, but we greatly that, appreciate that. Not a problem. Hey, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. appreciate everything you do for us. All right. Have a great night. Thanks so much, and best of luck to you and your Bulldogs tomorrow. Now, joining us from the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum is the head coach of the Patriots, Rick Green. And uh, coach, tomorrow you get you get Martinsburg and in, in a game which um, you know if you looked at it going into the tournament, I'm not sure that that would have been who you would have thought would have come out of that side, which was a very strong side with Woodrow Wilson on that side of the bracket as well as uh, University of Morgantown. Um, but Martinsburg, as good as anybody, it was an open field. Martinsburg tomorrow for the title. Your thoughts going into that game? Well, I think one thing, what, what you said, uh, with it being an open field, it's, uh, it, it doesn't surprise you, really, that they got through there. University's really good. We know how good Beckley is. Uh, but Martinsburg's always good. Dave does a great job with them. They're, they're almost always down here. They're down here a lot of years, and they always compete for a state championship. It's going to be a tough game. They're, they're big. They're long. They defend extremely well. Uh, they protect the paint, so it's going to be hard to get down in there and get stuff. But, um, you know, I, it, you're just happy you're there. And then, you you know, in the morning you'll wake up or maybe not even go to bed if you do your scouts. But, uh, you know, you get there and you, you want to win it. So I'm just really happy for our kids more than anything. They have been just great all year. Everything has been thrown at them. They've just never flinched. And I just really couldn't be happier for a group of kids that they get a chance to compete for a state championship. Rick, this is Bill Cornwell, and uh, uh, we talk with uh, coaches from the MSAC uh, so often. And uh, uh, t- 
teams from the league have been so successful getting to the state championship games in AAA. Uh, of course, Huntington has just kind of made a made a, a franchise out of it. But this is your opportunity, and, and you, know, you guys ran the gauntlet this year in that league, and I know it, it pays off for you at this point. Oh, it does. You feel like uh, you, most years you feel like if you get in the top three or even four in MSAC, you can at least compete for the na- for national for the <laughs> state championship. Um, and Huntington's kind of carried that a little bit, getting three out of four. So I'm not sure the rest of us uh, held up the end of the deal from the MSAC standpoint. But you know, hopefully, uh, we'll come out and play well, and Martinsburg will play well, and it'll be a great game. And whoever plays the best wins. I think that's the way it should be. Coach, you survive a night where you go 21 of 63 from the floor as a whole, 33%. Four of six from three-point range. Um, so you shot the ball well from there, but three of 12 from the free-throw line. Now, I, I can buy that Musselman's defense, and especially Jake Stevens in the length, he had seven blocked shots in the game, can give you a lot of fits on the inside. Three of 12 from the free-throw line seems a little off. Well, I think we thought he was still guarding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's kind of been us. We, you know, some games we'll come out and shoot free throws really well. Other games we struggle. Now, we've never done three for 12. Um, but I just think it was so physical tonight and in a clean way. And they let us play on both ends of the floor, very consistent on the whistle. Uh, it's almost like I think when you get to the free throw line, you just kind of relax because nobody's leaning on you, uh, you know, or putting a body on you. But we're very fortunate to go three for 12 and still win a ball game. And I don't think that's going to be – um, possible tomorrow night. We're going to shoot free throws better and shoot the ball better, period. Coach, this is Coach Marone. Uh, a couple of things that jump out uh, at me as a coach, as you mentioned, uh, you know, some of the stats that sometimes go unnoticed. You only had six turnovers, but you also limited Musselman with their size to only six offensive rebounds. You shoot 33%, but I know from a coaching standpoint, the shots start falling. You're doing a lot of the little things. I'm sure that's what's carried you to this point. But to win a game when you have to kind of grind it out has got to be rewarding to have uh, the opportunity to play for a state championship. Oh, you're 100% right. You know, what do we all preach? And, uh, you know, all the coaches mean it. I don't know if the kids think we mean it. But defend, rebound, take care of the basketball, and get a good shot. And if you do that, you're probably going to be almost any ball game. And I thought the kids have done a great job. Uh, in three of those four areas, but we've taken good shots. We just haven't hit them. But if you're defending, rebounding, not turning the ball over, then you've got a chance to stay close to with almost anybody maybe winning in the end. Coach, this will be the first time since 2012 that you have made it to the state championship game. That was a 33-32 loss to Hedgesville. And a Hedgesville team that, by the way, has turned out what happened to be a very talented group of young men on that basketball team uh, and, that, and that and that are not offensively challenged but uh that that's always cracked me up that that was a 33 32 game there was a lot of offensive firepower in that game but um getting this group back this is the first time that these these kids have you know maybe they grew up and saw that but you know they haven't experienced championship saturday and this this deep run before no they haven't and that's kind of the beauty and um, kind of the agony of the whole thing. You really don't know what they're going to do. I don't care what anybody tells you. <laughs> In my opinion, they don't know what they're going to do. Uh, so the first team tomorrow who can kind of get away from the jitters and start just playing basketball the way they play, uh, whatever their style is. And if we can start doing that, then I think we'll play well. And I'm sure Dave feels the same way. He wants his kids to play their style and the way they play. So I think it's a huge advantage in any game, but especially in a pressure game, the first kids, first group can kind of take their breath, 
catch your breath and just say, we just need to play basketball. Um, so that will be our goal. And if that ends up being good enough, we'll be ecstatic. Uh, if it's not, then, you know, we'll shake Dave in their hands and congratulate them. Coaches, Joe Lamville, looking back over your schedule, you only had three losses on the season. And, you know, quite frankly, none of those three teams are playing for a state championship. Do you feel like your team has improved down the stretch as you got into postseason play? Well, I think so. And one thing, and I, this is like no means an excuse, but it relates to what you asked me. This is only the eighth game, maybe ninth. I think it's the only eighth game all year we've had our top six players in every game. So we've had a bunch of injuries. Uh, different things have happened to us. So, yeah, we're really happy. We think, not shooting it, obviously, but we think chemistry, cohesiveness, we think we're, we're really together as a team and playing for each other, which is the most important thing. Rick Green, your Patriots, 22-3, and three, heading into the Class AAA State Championship game tomorrow night against Martinsburg. We thank you so much for your time tonight, and we wish you and the Patriots the best of luck tomorrow and we, we again congratulate you on a heck of a season because regardless of what the destination holds the journey's been spectacular been great and we appreciate everything you guys do for high school athletics it's fantastic so i want to thank you personally for that all right greatly appreciate that that's rick green head coach of the george washington patriots and uh coach marone i think there's, there's a lot to be said about getting to championship saturday and that's a program that's been very good for a long time but it's always on the cusp. It did win a title. George Washington did win the championship in 2011. But it's still a team that doesn't necessarily have, you know, numerous state titles, which I think the bigger story there is it proves just how difficult it is yeah. to win. Everything yeah. has to go right. It's got to go right. And uh, you've got some of the premier coaches uh, in this state tournament. I mean, we've had them on the show tonight. And not just because they're in state championship games, but, Ryan, year after year, to be knocking on the door. You mentioned GW with the talent that's run through there. They do have a state title. It's hard to, to run that journey, as you mentioned, and get across the finish line. And they're going to be fighting and scratching and clawing. And I tell you, that's what impressed me tonight was when those games, sometimes the fans may not think they're the most uh, aesthetic. Use that big word for you there. <laughs> I like it. Uh, mark that down. Uh, both the AAA games were in the 40s. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about slugfests and you're talking about defense, but you're, you're not talking about a lot of high-octane offense there. So I think those are the games that, from a coaching standpoint, you love to watch because they won that game because they took care of the ball, they out-rebounded a bigger Musselman team, and they limited the second chances for the Appleman. So those are the nuts and bolts of a winning program, and Coach Green does and a great job. tell you another thing about Coach Green and, and GW, too, uh, this is big for their credibility just in their own hometown because in recent years, Capitals been the more dominant team. Of course, last mm-hmm. year they were in the, in the championship game, and most people thought they were going to walk over Huntington. Of course, Huntington won it. And they've been just a little bit more successful. Um, Coach Green has been about, as you, we mentioned, uh, it's been a few years since they got there. This is their opportunity. That they finally maybe got one up on their rival, Capital. And I'll tell you what, whoever wins, you've got a great – we talk about ambassadors for basketball, him and Dave oh, Rogers. I yeah. mean, not just the longevity, but the high quality and standard of people they are and their program. So whoever wins that game <laughs> – West Virginia high school basketball wins. I think you can look at all three classes yeah. if you just look at the coaches. I mean, you know, they're all they've all been there before. They all are ambassadors of basketball and and you know, 
are, are there for their teams, and they're more than coaches. You know, these guys are mentors. These guys are role models for these young men and these young athletes. So, you know, hats off to all six of them. One of the things we talk about real quick, Ryan, before we, we move on is uh, – you know, we're coaching a lot more of uh, doctors and lawyers and uh, teachers and, and uh, steel workers and railroaders than we are college and pro basketball players. And these guys do a great job preparing citizens, as you mentioned, Joe. And uh, they're real treasures, and hopefully people enjoy it while we have them to enjoy. We're going to step aside right now and take a break. I echo all of your sentiments, by the way. The reason why we're going to take a break right now is because Bo Anderson's in the Charleston Civic Center, and we don't want him to turn the lights on. <laughs> If I can get word to him to turn them out, I'm going for it. We know the cleaning crew's been hard at work tonight, and uh, they're 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 almost got ready to go. Yes, so we'll get to Bo Anderson, our resident referee. After the break, this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas. Print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only exposes the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, and video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Barthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for our final edition. Don't forget the poll question. Should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? You've got till 1145 tonight. And a shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers this week. Joining us, Olivia, Rob Scheidt, Brandon Wickline, Stephanie, Karen, and Tri-State Storm. They're all now part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, Joe Linville. Marcus Constantino's roaming around here somewhere, always. Uh, He does a great job. We always like to give him a Give him a hard time. And you know who else is with us? Not here, but in Charleston. The Civic Center Coliseum. He's been taking in the Boys State Tournament. He is our resident referee. 
one last time this season. Welcome to the program, Bo Anderson. <laughs> and cause. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm getting entertained here between cause and Jordan. They're, they're like beating on the drums here and singing, and it's really dangerous. And, and I will say that Rick Marone gets a flagrant technical foul for that last comment he made before the break. Was this my and gun? That, you know, and I haven't had one of those all year, so I was feeling good about myself. <laughs> Bo, the Boys State Tournament, um, just from a standpoint of, uh, of what you've been able to see, has there been anything there that, okay, I do know that there was a situation of, um, of, of a person throwing the ball inbounds, being on the spot, or having the ability to run the baseline because of the ruling of when a timeout was called. The, the ruling was that the timeout was called after the ball had been inbounded, I don't think that the inbounder knew that, and the coach did not realize that as well, so it went to run the baseline, got called for the violation. Uh, just tell me about the process of the communication. I know that the official will point to it, but in a situation where you've got a timeout called and it's, it's, it's kind of out of the norm of when it's called and it's after the ball's inbounds, um, do, do the officials generally try to give a little bit extra emphasis on this is a spot throw-in? Well, we must always tell them every time that the uh, team takes the ball out of bounds, the player that's taking the ball out of bounds is always going to be told whether it is a spot, throw in, or where they can run the in line. Uh, the uh, thing about it is, obviously, uh, you would have to know on that play if the ball was inbounded before the timeout was taken. If it's inbounded, then we have a spot. If it's not, then you are allowed to run the in line after any made basket or awarded basket or free throw. Uh, so that would be one of those things where you just have to know which one happened. Did they inbound the ball? And, you know, as far as the player goes, he needs to pay attention to the official because the official is going to say you can run the in line or you're on the spot. So that, that has to be one of those things that the player has to understand. And if he doesn't understand that, he needs to ask. But this is Joe. Uh there was a game earlier today. It was one of the evening session games, and I swear I don't remember which one it was. But the uh, three players were going for the ball. The uh, one player actually rolled up. They were on the floor, but they didn't. But they rolled up on another one. But they called a tie-up ball instead of a foul. Is that kind of common in in games like this, or is it that, that the way they normally go? Well, I mean, you know, again, it's the individual play, and it's the individual <clears throat> official who has to make a decision whether the player jumped on top of the player and gained an advantage to get to that held ball or if, you know, it's just a loose ball and it was a held ball, you know, that's that, Joe, that's just, you know, flat-out judgment. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to see things like that a little bit differently. People don't want fouls on loose balls, but there are fouls on loose balls, and you just have to determine as an official – if that player, you know, shoved the guy to get to it or dived on top of him to get to it, lots of things that you have to do in order to make a decision about a foul or held ball. Uh, one other thing I saw today, there was a player uh, that actually checked in a game, and then there was an immediate timeout, and then after the timeout, they got called for a technical because they said a, an individual player did not check in, but then I heard the PA announcer and several of them talking later that he actually did check in. How, how tough is it to, on oversight on little things like that sometimes? Well, you know, the bookkeeper 
is the one that would know whether that player checked in or not. And if the bookkeeper said the player didn't check in, then we have a technical because on dead balls, we don't have to back in a man on timeouts or at the end of quarters, they check in themselves without any beckoning signal. The only time we have beckoning is when we have a live ball situation that was during a timeout. And you know, whether he checked in or not, I mean, the bookkeeper has got to be the one that says, Hey, this guy checked in. He's good. No, he didn't check in. I believe that's what happened. They didn't see him check in. They called the officials over and said that player did not check in the game. I'm not sure I wasn't down there, but I think that's what happened. If that's the case, it's technical foul for, uh, you know, illegal substitution. Bo Anderson, our resident referee here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, you are a treasure to this program. You are uh, someone who gets referenced many times when talking about this program with other people because of the service you provide and helping us to understand, helping to um, kind of talk through situations that we see. We see a lot of games, so we see a lot of situations. Some of them we hear about and uh, – I mean, I, I go back to last week, uh, not to the, belabor the point, but we put you on a, on the hot seat last week on a, a situation from the girls' state tournament, and you answered it with, with grace. And we greatly appreciate the uh, service you provide to this program. You are a, an institution, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. I'm going to miss Friday nights uh, calling in or being on the air. Uh, on also, hold. you know, I miss basketball. <laughs> when it goes. I, I'd like to continue on, but uh, – you know, it's just one of those cases where I guess it has to end some point in time, but I'll be looking forward to next season. Again, this show's fantastic. Uh, you guys do a great job as well. I appreciate just being a part of it. And by the way, I don't know if you saw that or not, but that was Cosby crawling behind me. Along <laughs> we saw yes. it. So I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but I don't know if he's getting excited about getting on here, but uh, that was the cause. Uh, we, we will have cause time in a moment, Bo Anderson. Uh, we look forward to putting you on hold again next year. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on Basketball Friday in West Virginia. Yeah, uh, well, you know, my mouth gets me If you just heard what Mick Price said about him. Yeah, really. yeah Mick yeah. Price was patting him on the back. For now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that made his day. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's Bo Anderson. Thanks so much. I was just going to say, I actually walked in the Civic Center with Bo this evening. He, we'd met back behind the, the back at the dressing room, back at the media room. But anyway, there was several folks that started yelling at Bo when we walked in the auditorium. It was almost like I was with a celebrity. It, 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 of course, it, I was, I guess. You, you, know. you were with a celebrity. You were with our resident referee. And it, and it is incredible <laughs> how many people – uh, come up and, and speak to us when we when we cross paths out and about in the in the basketball circles and uh, I mean it, I'll be honest with you I mean I'm not patting ourselves on the back here no. I mean it makes our day it really does. I mean yeah, it's just good to talk Joe, to people. Joe he's used to being yelled at but not in that way. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. it was all friendly. Yes, hey, I was going to say that probably threw him off. <laughs> Let me say I, I saw Rick Marone was giving me a look and I'm like he's going to say something and I'm going to just try to get out of the way <laughs> yeah. here real fast. But uh, that comes from uh, veteran broadcasting. Veteran. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> veteran. A senior broadcaster. Yes. Seasoned. Yes. Seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, we're just, we're just driving that home tonight. Oh, aren't we? yeah. Hey, you yeah. know, we will talk with Jared West, senior head coach of Notre Dame, what uh, WVU grad who hit a shot to beat Bob Huggins' West uh, Cincinnati basketball team uh, in, this, in, you know, several years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, took him to the Sweet 16. And, uh, wow, we'll talk about all those ties in with him in, in just a moment. But before we do that, our standout athletes of the week, we've had 14 of them. 
this year and they are outstanding young men and women who are leaders both on and off the floor our special correspondent luke creasy took a moment to kind of give you a summation of this season's standout athletes of the week we'll start with jacob clark riverside school boys as a junior at riverside high school jacob clark averaged over 15 points per contest on his way to being named all-state honorable mention ahead of his senior year and says that he's come into that senior year with much the same mentality as he's approached the rest of his high school career. Any of my free time I get, ever since I've been little, a lot of my time is spent in the gym, and I think it's carried me a long way in school and sports and everything, just having a good work ethic. Jaden Lindsay, East Fairmont Girls. Jaden is now a role model for the other 17 student athletes on the team because of the time she spent playing such an integral role for the Bees. Knowing that I'm there and they're there for me, I think really helps our chemistry as a team. And that really makes it easier because they all kind of listen to what I say whenever, since I've been here the longest. So it really helps out. <laughs> Cole Honaker, Shady Spring High School Boys. Providing leadership in ways where leading by example is not the best option. It wasn't too fun, but, you know, I was still there supporting my team. I wanted them to make sure, you know, I'm still there for them, even through the injuries. And, you know, that's the way it's going to be. If I go down again, I'm always going to be there. I'm not, you know, supporting my team. Jeffrey Honaker, who coached his son's summer league team and has been there every step of the way in Cole's recovery, says through it all, his son has recognized his value to the Tigers despite the struggles with his ankle. Sydney Nestor, Tucker County High School Girls. As a junior, Nestor eclipsed 1,000 points in her career at Tucker County High School this past year. She has the chance to become the all-time leading scorer in the school's history this year. Assistant girls basketball coach Shane Eckel says that Nestor has done much more than be prolific on the court during her time at Tucker County High School. does those kind of things in the basketball realm, but she's also very active in the community. As one of our FCA advisors as a senior, she's been a member for four years. Isaiah Morgan, Ravenswood Boys. Morgan, one of seven seniors on the team, says that the past four years have been centered on correcting little mistakes in order to replicate the past successes and expand the opportunity that success will continue into the future. Uh, We really break the game down during our practices. We have drills for anything you can imagine. If there's something that we're struggling with or a concept that we're not getting, we'll attack it day after day until we get better at it and improve on that specific skill. Deja Busby, Sherman High School Girls. Terry Williams is the coach of the Lady Tide and has witnessed steady improvement each season during her tenure there. But even so, Sherman basketball has never been a hub for the spotlight. Busby says that this year's team can... To show that Sherman High School isn't just a single-way school. Hopefully showing that we can we have some talent here. And... Drew Williamson, Chapmanville Regional High School Boys. Williamson's drive to be better than he was the previous day comes from a message handed down to him by his father, Andy Paul. You can never be satisfied. That's what my dad always tells me. He says, never be satisfied with how good you are. So I really take that to heart a lot. Like, I don't want to ever want to be satisfied. I want to reach my full potential. And even whenever I'm there, I still want to keep on going. Ashton Maxwell, Buchanan Upshur Girls. Her coach, Jeremy Maxwell, who is also her cousin, said Ashton has pushed herself throughout her athletic career. She is determined to become a champion. She's fought adversity her whole career, started having some back issues, which is one of the reasons why she played soccer, uh, to kind of keep those back injuries down. And then she got an injury in soccer. (laughs) Um, It just seems like one thing after the next, she's just been so strong in her faith and 
just a strong person in general. And when you have success, that breeds determination and hard work. And that's what I think has happened here. Casey Hinchman, Spring Valley High School Boys. Hinchman said it was difficult to schedule a time when everyone would be available due to other activities and vacations. But having teammates eager to participate made the process easier. You know, we have a lot of guys on our team who uh, you know, are really passionate about getting better. And, you know, that, that makes it a lot easier when everybody on the team wants to get in the gym and get shots up and uh, improve. And I feel like we've had a lot of guys who just want to improve, especially in the offseason, because that's when you get better and that's when the results show. Whitney Sansom, Wayne High School Girls. Sansom entered her junior year at Wayne High School as the starting point guard for the Lady Pioneers. But for her team to earn another berth in March, her personal statistics have to take a back seat for the betterment of the team's chances for success. I don't really worry about how many points I have really on the board because the score matters at the end of the game, not how many points you have. But really, my thing is, is defense. Defense wins games, and that's what's going to get you far is you have that solid lockdown defense, the other team's not going to score. Cole Whited, Philip Barber High School Boys. Whited remains a dominant force on the boards and in the scoring column, but now he realizes his teammates are now learning from him, just as he once learned from other teammates. Other coach, he gets us all ready to go and fire it up. Uh, he comes out the game plan stuff, and I just feel like it's my job to execute whatever he tells me. And I feel like as a leader this year, I feel like if I start to play harder, if I play better in the second half, my team will rally around me, and then we'll all play together better. And Abby Beeman, Frankfurt High School girls. It's just amazing the work that she puts in. Before yesterday's game, you know, against Fairmont Senior, she was at the Y playing basketball two hours, three hours before we had a game. I mean, she just, she plays basketball constantly. And Kelsey Mintel, Cameron Girls. The three-point loss to Magnolia in the regional final was Mintel's final game as a Cameron Lady Dragon, but it's not the end of her basketball career. Honestly, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Moving up to the next level has always been a dream for me, and for me to actually be pursuing that right now, I'm just on cloud nine thinking about it. I'm ready to just get in the gym right now and head to next season, honestly. And that was a look back at this year's basketball Friday night in West Virginia's Standout Athletes of the Week. Thanks for all the nominations throughout the season, and congratulations to each one of our Standout Athletes of the Week. One final time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism and Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you... The Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night, the final edition. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Throughout 
the entire season. Thanks for following us on Twitter and sending us all the scores, tweets, updates, pictures. We really appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. A shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers this week, including Olivia, Ryan B, Rod Chipe, Zay, Brandon Wickline, Stephanie Shalosky, Karen Longwell, Tri-State Storm, Andy Runyon, Kayla Corley, T-Page, Lester Sargent, Lanny, Matty D, Jacob Davis, Nina Copley-Hatfield, Alex, Josh, Aubrey Payton, Ashley Fox, Todd Midkiff. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of the show. Send us a tweet at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.35 on the program. Guys, we are basketball fans first and foremost. We enjoy the celebration of high school basketball within the state of West Virginia. That can't extend to college, but we are basketball fans first and foremost. And before we go to our next caller, and we, we, we had no plans of doing anything college-related tonight as of this time last week. But uh, one thing that the people in the back do, they do a great job of being flexible and making things happen on a quick turnaround. Before we go to our next caller, I want to quickly give you a final score that if you have not been following along will absolutely stun you, <laughs> blow you out of the water. From the NCAA Tournament South Region first round, 16th seeded University of Maryland, Baltimore County has defeated number one seed and ACC champion Virginia by 20 points. The, the champions that will believe was it the America East, America East Conference. Uh, Don't know what conference they're from, but they, they're definitely they, bracket busters. They beat Vermont <laughs> last week. I, I think it's the America yes, East Conference. Yes, yes. and, and uh, I had picked Virginia in on my bracket. With CBS Sports <laughs> as the national champion. <laughs> See ya. And, but you know what? That's part of the fun of March Madness. It Sometimes, is. To me, I love to be right, but at the same time, I don't care to be wrong. <laughs> I like upsets. I exactly. really do. Like, I always I, like the underdog. Burn, Nothing wrong with that. Burn, burn the bracket down. That's fine with me. You know what? Um, also earlier today, a group of West Virginia kids in college – led Marshall to a victory over Wichita State. And they will play WVU in the round of 32 Sunday in San Diego. Do you know what that means? A West Virginia team will go to the Sweet 16. A West Virginia Absolutely. team will be going to the Sweet 16. I thought you were going to say, well, the state's just going to be shut down Sunday. Well, they probably too. will, too. And there is one person who has a unique perspective on yes. this that absolutely no one else does. His name is Jared West Sr. He happens to be the head coach of the Notre Dame boys basketball team that won the state championship a year ago. They fell in a, a tough multiple overtime game with Trinity uh, in the opening round of the tournament. Um, last night. Last night, yeah, boy. It seems like it's four nights ago already. <laughs> Jared West Sr., though, joins us now on the program. And uh, Jared West, a WVU alum, a 
well-known in basketball lore for a shot that beat Cincinnati, who was coached by Bob Huggins at the time, and his son is now a starting guard at Marshall. Jared West, how you doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. You know what? The last 24 hours is uh, the epitome of March Madness. Um, <laughs> basketball at its finest. You go and you wear different hats, and it's funny. Last year at this time, Jared, little Jared was a senior, and we were trying to win a, a state championship. And you fast forward a year, and he's in San Diego. Well, go back last week, you know, they won the Conference USA Tournament. Now he's in San Diego, and to be honest with you, you know, it's funny. I talked to him before we played Trinity, and he wanted to be with the, his high school guys. And as a dad, I wanted to be in San Diego with him. <laughs> you know, it was it was just a, a mixed bag of emotions. And then the, the thrilling game last night, and I take my, you know, Coach Folks at Trinity did a great job. They won, so you're kind of down and out. And then you, you pick yourself back up, and, um, you know, you, you're able to watch your son and a, and a group of West Virginia kids, like you just said, said experience, um, you know, one of, if not the best moment, especially to their life to this point, but maybe for the rest of their lives. So God is good. It's amazing what this game of basketball, the experiences and that, that you that you have, but it, it's been a great day. Yeah, it's almost been 20 years to the day. Since the shot, uh, trust me, I, I, I've heard that in the last what week uh, a lot of times, and I especially heard it today. Once things materialize as it pertains to Marshall winning and WVU winning, and it's, it's crazy because in my mind I'm still 20. I'm a 20 year old in my mind, so uh, it's hard to believe I have an 18 year old in college. But yeah, time flies. Tell you what composure that he showed as well today because he didn't shoot the ball very well, and, but his floor game was still very good. And then he hit a big shot late in the second half of that ball game. And I mean, that's beyond being a freshman, and that doesn't even go take into account the one man press defense that he runs. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I talked to him, what? Days ago, and, and as soon as they got, he got the scouting report, and as soon as they, they watched film, and he knew he was guarding um, Shamit in the beginning, he was fired up. Anybody that knows Lil Jared knows he's a defensive-minded player, so he was excited about that. Um, and the, the good thing is, this year, he's not in a situation to where uh, he's relied upon heavily offensively, so he can really focus on being that bulldog at the top of the defense. Um, and then in the second half, um, the little shooter, I mean, he was on fire, so they put little Jared on him to try to kind of corral him a little bit. But, um, you know, he's always been a gamer. Uh, that shot he hit today, late shot, it was very eerie. Remind me of state championship run he had last year. Um, and I'm just I'm just proud that he had the one the confidence to pull it. I'm thankful that Coach D'Antoni is, um, I mean, when you play with Marshall, you're open. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, uh, and I mean that in, in, in a very complimentary way. He he instills confidence. He wants those guys to play free flowing, and uh, I think that's the reason why you see John Elmore thriving and C.J. Burks and those guys. And you know, like you said, little Jared didn't shoot the lights out today, but for a kid who had the shot, you know, great today to have the confidence to not look over his shoulder and 
not 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 shoot a kick out three or, or you know hugging the line three. That was it was a deep one, seventy one seventy. So for him to have that confidence, that means the coaches yeah. really believe in him. And, and um, I was just happy that we were able to pull it out. Coach, uh, this is Bill Cornwell, and uh, of course we talked to uh, little Jarrett uh, about an hour ago, and and we asked him oh, about great. about the uh, experience of last year in the state tournament and uh, how it translates to the NCAA stage. He said, "Well, you know, it's a it's it's a bigger stage, but it didn't hurt having that state tournament experience and and uh, going through what he went through last year on, on to success." Oh, I, I can imagine, and and. You know, for him, for the, the stage that we were on last year, and for him to be the leader and the catalyst of the team, and to have to take tough shots and uh, make winning plays, you know, it, it is a different level. But still, the, you know, when last year at this moment, a year ago, guess what? In his life, that was the highest stakes he ever been into. So each year, you know, each level you progress, the stakes do get higher. But you know, basketball is basketball, so you you got stressed and got to make plays or or play defense. So. He, he's a hard-nosed kid. He's a, he's a tough-minded kid, and, and to be honest with you, he li- he's been a he's a kid that wakes up every Saturday and watches uh, college basketball game day. I mean, he's a ba- we're a basketball junkie family. So he uh, to get the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament, he was ecstatic. And once again, he, he he's a competitor. So once he knew we were playing Wichita State and how good their guards are, he was he was ready for the challenge. Hey, Coach, it's Joe Linville, and uh, again, just compliments to your family how you uh, endure and just wrap your arms around the game of basketball. But on a fun side, i got to ask you this. Do you have one of those house-divided shirts that you can wear Sunday afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. Um, I never thought I'd be wearing green. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm WVU through and through, but I must admit, uh, you know, everybody at Marshall has embraced my son and the West family. So we do we do bleed some green as well. Um, you know, I, I love WVU. I love what Coach Huggins has done with the program. We are a defensive-minded family, so we love the style that, that WVU plays. So, um, you know, it is going to be – um, <laughs> kind of eerie. It's going to feel awkward um, rooting for Marshall, but uh, you know we, we we live in the state of West Virginia, so we're excited. We're excited that, like right. you said earlier, one team will be going to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, hopefully, it's Marshall. You know, but um, yeah, it is going to be. It's going to be um, very, very interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. I, I mean, just the way this has all played out. Jared West, senior. Um, head coach of the Notre Dame boys basketball team, WVU alum, and the father of Marshall starting guard, Jared West. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully, are you, are, do you get to get out west? Are you, are you, are you in making plans to get out there? I know it's a, a short, <laughs> short notice. Very, very short notice. Um, maybe, I don't know for sure. But all I can say is God is good. And God always uh, finds ways of opening doors. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But just rest assured, you know, on Sunday we'll everybody will be tuned in. It's rooting for a good game and just happy. And, and to, to the biggest, I, it's just so great for the for the state of West Virginia to be on that stage. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's great for the, the generation of kids that was like playing this year in the state tournament to see Marshall and WV on that stage. It gives everybody such, um, you know, something to reach for, something to strive for, people to look up to and try to reach those goals. So it's just a great time to be 
uh, a basketball lover in the state. Absolutely. And a tip of the hat to you and your family for uh, their contributions as well. Not the only, you know, Jerry Jerry is not the only West that is known. (laughs) He might still be the best known, but uh, Jerry West, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the invite. All right, we've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, our final segment of the season, cause time, cold poll question. And I want to play something from the Girls' State Tournament that I that left a lasting impression on me, and I think it will you as well. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia concludes after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates carrying basketball Friday night this season, all season long. Thank you to 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX and Wheeling, and 1370 AM, WVLY in Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood Ripley. Nights Radio 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg 7:40 AM 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 9:50 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM and 12:90 AM WVOWN Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Henson. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP. Edmund, Beckley, Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay. And we also thank Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. And a big thank you to Suddenlink's Network West Virginia for carrying us statewide. Also, RSN Sports broadcasting us on Facebook Live. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Final 10 minutes of Basketball Friday night in West Virginia for the season. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Rick Marone, Bill Cornwell in studio with us, and Marcus Constantino here to bring a wrap on the poll question for the year. Yep, last poll question of the season. Uh, should video review be allowed to be used in the state tournament? 41% of, uh, of viewers said yes, any reviewable play in any tournament game. Uh, 21% said yes, only on a game-deciding play at the end of any tournament game. 
Uh, 15% said yes, any reviewable play, only in a state championship game. 14% say no, never video review. And then 9% say yes, only on a game-deciding play and only at the end of a state championship game, which is the way it is now. And that's the BasketballNight.com poll question. We thank everyone who has taken part in the BasketballNight.com poll question over the course of the year. Now, um, Joe... We see storylines that are just so much more than basketball throughout the course of a season. And in many situations, it's things that happen off the court that you would never see. You don't necessarily hear about it until post-game press conferences. And I thought that I, – I, you know what, let's just, let's just set this real fast. But Cannon Upshur lost mm-hmm. to Parkersburg in the girls' AAA state title game, 49-47. Heartbreaking game. Big Reds hit two free throws late. Uh, yes, there was some question as to if the girl walked before the play, if it was actually a foul, and if there was a foul on the ensuing shot by Buchanan Upshur. Uh, all that went Parkersburg's way, but mind you, Parkersburg hit both free throws in a very clutch situation uh, to win that game 49-47. That was the end of the run, end of the line for a, a, a great senior class from Buchanan Upshur. And after the game, Jeremy Maxwell, I thought, really put a whole lot of things in perspective. These girls watched my wife battle cancer for three years and fight. All right, and she died um, in October of this past year, and they pulled me through that. We fought through that. Hannah tore her ACL. I don't know if anybody remembers that. She's fought through that. These girls have seen adversity. They've come together. They've persevered. They became a family. We talked about that. You know, people talk a lot of times where. We're a team. We're a family. We are. We are a family. Um, so, I'm just so thankful um, for the opportunity. Um, I, if I wasn't coaching them, I don't know where I'd be right now. Obviously, they give me some light and, and some pretty dark times. And win or lose, it's it is a game. That's it, it, the truth about it is. Uh, but man, the things that we've been able to learn along the way is something special. And. Uh, Hopefully people that are going to watch this or have seen these girls played, hopefully they inspired them and to be better people. And that was uh, courtesy of Metro News. That was Jeremy Maxwell after his Buchanan Upshur. Uh, Lady Bucks fell in the AAA state title game last week. And, uh, but, you know, Parkersburg will get a, a, a championship trophy and a celebration that it deserved over the course of the week that, that it had. And at the same time, though, I don't think anybody left that floor a loser. Mm-mm. I thought I think that really puts some things in perspective, and uh, you know we appreciate Metro News uh, allowing us to use that clip, and uh, we've had Coach Maxwell on before. I just can't imagine what he's gone. Through. Well, well, we've had Dylan today uh, all season long as well, following that Buck in and Ups team, and uh, I think we've kind of gone on the journey with him this year because I mean we've kind of followed them pretty closely, and glad we did because uh, they had a heck of a run and um, they had a great story to tell. Absolutely, and you know, and again, congratulations to Parkersburg, the AAA girls state champions. To the victor goes the spoils, they say, but you don't want to lose sight of the the whole picture. And I thought that all three championship games had their own storylines this year on the girls' side, and uh, I, I thought they were all special in their own way uh, this year. Before we go to Rick Kozlowski, let's set the scene for tomorrow. AAA game is tomorrow night. At 7.15, George Washington and Martinsburg for the boys' Class AAA state championship game. 
the boys class double a championship game opens things at noon tomorrow chapmanville regional and undefeated fairmont senior and the single a game will be played at 2 15 230 i call i want to make it 215 but it's 230 between willing central and ravenswood and all should be fantastic games okay for the final time this season it's cause time, and this time, Rick Kozlowski from the Martinsburg Journal he has been so nice to be with us in studio to close out the past two seasons, but Musselman made a run and made him do some work tonight, and uh, he joins us now from the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. Rick, thanks for hanging in with us tonight. I'm glad we've got the barricade up there to hold them back. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I had to follow Go ahead. the uh, the Jeremy Maxwell speech there, and getting a little uh, a little misty eyed at that. Uh, and I've heard it before, and you know, you listen to people kind of complain about this or that. And I saw earlier in this week that I think some people were critical of how a player from one team didn't shoot foul shots very well in a loss. Hey, these are just games, folks. People are just, you know, kids are out there enjoying themselves. You know, you learn lessons. You, there's things you can take with you to li- uh, the rest of your life. And, you know, if you, you get right down to it, you know, why did we start playing these games in the first place? Because they're fun. I, I so much enjoyed watching, and, and I, I, I absolutely cannot say his name, Obina... But the kid from Chapmanville. And I was watching him, and he just was having a heck of a time, just enjoying himself. It didn't matter what happened. He he was just smiles all around. He was chatting up with the officials. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, you play hard, you give your all, but in the end, it's still a game. We're still having fun. Absolutely, Rick. Uh, 100% agree with you there. And uh, a lot of fun that it's been at the Boys State Tournament. Musselman made a nice run after beating second seed Parkersburg South. Martinsburg is into the AAA title game. Um, Eastern Panhandle, which had been, uh, I won't say slacking, that's not, that's not the case at all. But a little drought. Had, had been a little bit, yeah, in a little bit of a, in a drought is uh, looking like it's right in the thick of things as it, uh, as it had been in, in years past. Yeah, there never had been a little bit of a drought. Uh, for the previous three seasons, none of the Panhandle AAA teams had won uh, in a quarterfinal game. This year, both Martinsburg and Musselman did. And before the game, uh, the one athletic director was talking about the possibility of a all-Eastern Panhandle final. And... He said, well, we're going to, if, if it happens, we're going to see if we can move the game to Spring Mills. <laughs> and, and I said, well, I said, you know, might as well just move it to San Diego. we got two other Western Virginia College teams out there. Uh, what, what, what a time, though. And, and Rick, uh, you know, we, we've got about two minutes here before we have to say goodbye for the, for the year. And, uh, you know, words can't express how much we appreciate what you bring to this program. And it's much more than just an observer of the game. It's an observer of life. And, uh, again, so you, you, you help us kind of keep things in perspective, too. And I, I just we, – we greatly enjoy speaking with you every Friday. That's why you have your own segment. <laughs> 
Well, I uh, deeply appreciate what you guys allowing me to be on here because I have so much fun. I can kind of just be myself, I guess, right? <laughs> That's all we can be, right? And, uh, I'm just happy you celebrate St. Patrick's Day early with his Guinness shirt. That's just, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> It's a black and white shirt. You've got <laughs> two minutes until St. Patrick's Day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out this. So a Guinness shirt, obviously it's a, a dark uh, beverage, but shouldn't it be green for St. Patty's Day? It, one would think. Okay, oh. Rick, we'll give you ten seconds here to summarize everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loss for words. <laughs> Wait, me at a loss for words? <laughs> the state tournament is an incredible time to just watch basketball. I could just sit here forever and watch from sunrise to sundown all the basketball games and get paid for it. Oh, wait, I do already. <laughs> Rick Kozlowski, the Martinsburg Journal, as always, thanks so much. I'll get the same tomorrow. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> going to do it for season five of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's such a pleasure to share our passion for high school basketball with all of you. And we appreciate all of you who have been with us either from five seconds ago or from the beginning <laughs> of the show. Bill Cornwell, Rick Marone, Joe Linville. Jordan Mounts, who only got a minute of airtime. My fault tonight. Everybody in the back. Marcus Constantino. I'm Ryan Upling. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.